0: I'm Amir, I'll be talking about this volume level, I think.
1: And I will probably be talking like this. <laughs> Just like and I, 7. And I shall talk like yeah. this.
2: <laughs>
3: Hi, I'm Steve Gaynor, and this is Tone Control, conversations with video game developers. I am in the offices of Supergiant Games, uh, talking to Amir Rao and Greg Kusevin, um, two of the, well, not co-founders, you were, you were one of the founders of the company, Amir. Yeah, me and Gavin are the co-founders. And, and, and yeah. then Greg, uh, you were the creative director and writer of Bastion, um, which was Supergiant's first game that came out in 2011. Yep, yeah, um, so it's So it's been a couple few years now. Give yeah. or take. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for having me to your office. Yeah, of course. Looking forward to talking to you guys about um, the stuff that led to Supergiant and what you've done and what you're doing with your new game, Transistor, which is still in undeveloped. Um, so yeah, I know that something that um, is kind of inspiring to me, and or that you know, I feel like we have similar backgrounds in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. you guys, I know... Um, and this is jumping forward even a little bit from some stuff I want to ask you about, Greg, mm-hmm. but you guys first worked together at EA mm-hmm. right? yeah. and you worked on the command and conquer series. And most specifically
0: you guys worked closely together on like DLC for that game, right? Yeah. We did a couple things. Yeah. We worked on command and conquer three together. We finished that game. We both yeah. weren't there when the game started, but we were there when it finished yeah. in production. Um, I only started a couple months before Greg, yeah. and I started, my first official day was on the same day that Gavin had his orientation, actually, um, so we we all started in a very similar time. So we did Command & Conquer 3, then we did Red Alert 3, and uh, we did the the, the expansion pack, yeah, basically, was, for that game. Yeah, right. the digital-only expansion pack. Uh, <laughs> which, which, yeah, and yeah, so, I mean...
3: Yeah. What was it? Was it DLC before people were calling it DLC, or was it just you didn't call it that for Command and Conquer? It was always
1: intended. I think, like on Command and Conquer, there's more of a history of like the expansion pack for real time. So I think like that was always the the naming. But yeah, by by today's standards, essentially it's a DLC type of thing. Yeah, Uh, because it was digital only. I guess
0: I guess DLC is just like. I mean, like, the expansion pack was just the retail DLC, right? It was, like, right. you, it required the base game, yeah. and it was slightly cheaper yeah. than the base game or
1: whatever. It was so. standalone, actually. I don't even remember. Uh, I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I remember the Metacritic. But, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a similar... Because, uh, yeah, we've um, you you having worked on uh, Minerva's Den, which was, like, a, a subset of the team that worked on Bioshock 2, then went and, and did... Uh, so it was a similar idea where... Um, in our case, yeah, a smaller team than the the core of the Red Alert 3 team worked on this project. I think the difference, I mean, it was sort of a, uh, it was a weird, like it was a project that from day one was like, like heavily constrained by time. It was like four months um, or whatever coming off of like a pretty intense uh, uh, experience finishing Red Alert 3. Yeah. Um, but um, in in spite of the circumstances, it definitely like it felt uh, surprisingly good to like work on that project as like a smaller team environment with like less sort of moment to moment management uh, oversight and just the ability to like, Hey, here's the, here's the constraints, go yeah. make something happen. And um, I yeah, think
0: me and Greg and Gavin all had like a bigger impact probably on that, that uh, expansion pack than we did on even roller three, just from the size of the team and like what we were doing. It's yeah. like, at least me as a designer, I got to, Work entirely on one quarter of the campaign because it was a smaller campaign and it was like a more action RPG. Take a single unit who was the psychic, not psychic, sonic, psionic, psionic. Yeah, yeah, Japanese (laughs) schoolgirl unit for the uh, for the third faction there, and she had you know a bunch of powers that we were able to expand on and make a little sort of dungeon crawler out of it. Wow.
3: Okay. So because here's the thing that okay, so I a a parallel that took me a long time to draw and then that I realized later is. Like, you guys, you know, Sebastian, uh, the game he made here as an independent studio was, yeah, a isometric 2D, um, action, you know, RPG thing, um, and it took me a long time to be like, oh, right, it's interesting because Command & Conquer is like uh, a yeah. isometric yeah. 2D <laughs> yeah. real-time thing. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, okay, it makes sense, more sense, but then I
0: didn't even realize that the expansion you worked on yeah. was physically controlling the scene to make yeah. it like an action RPG yeah. kind of thing within Command & yeah. Conquer. And yeah, totally. I mean, Gavin was working on more like the Commander's Challenge stuff, and right. Greg was, had a hand in almost every piece of the campaign there yeah. um, from a
1: production design standpoint. So The yeah. action RPG thing on that, that wasn't like, uh, that, that's actually an example of where like the constraints were there of, like do a thing in four months Right. don't really care what and that was like you know what we've done so many and not base not to speak for you because yeah. you were you, 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 <laughs> yeah. were, you know Amir was uh, like building the levels specifically um, it, done so many like RTS missions that like dude let's just try something different let's do yeah. this action RPG thing because that was the stuff that we were like whatever we were just into like yeah. didn't want to keep making RTS missions at that point point. Um, <clears throat> and uh you know, it wasn't, like, from that uh, necessarily... Yeah, it's just, like, a personal love of that genre that, like, I think we're... With well, the and it sounds like you saw that the
0: component pieces were there in Command & Conqueror.
3: It's yeah. like, oh, we could do something like that with what's yeah, already there. Yeah, I mean, here. it just goes
0: back to, like, Command & Conqueror had an expansion pack called Soul Survivor where you, like, right. control a single yeah, unit yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. It's almost like you just... For a lot of the work, initial work on making that campaign was, like, stripping out the RTS stuff to just make it to do what the simple thing is which is like never lose selection of this unit and keep the, camera, the, center, yeah, keep the, the camera center on her and just let it move around yeah um, and yeah that that's it was it was pretty fun actually it was just, it was just sort of neutralizing rts systems until you have an action <laughs> rpg <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah it yeah was, it was a good time um
3: but uh i know that you yeah, was was that your first game dev job, Amir? Yeah, yeah so I had yeah. I
0: actually have I worked as an in, so I had two game development jobs before this. Um, okay. uh, one was I worked at a company called ESPN, doing like their digital. It's ESPN three before okay. it was actually the channel. It was yeah, it's the channel no one knows about. So they had an, they had a media client where uh, they wanted a bunch of flash games because they thought flash games might be a big thing back in two thousand one. Uh, right. Flash sports games. So I. I was a producer on some of those things, Uh, and then uh, after that, I got an internship uh, at EA Tiburon, where I met Andrew, who is one of the principal engineers here, and who's our CTO. We lived together in Orlando. He was working on screens for the PSP version of Madden, uh, which is what a programming intern does at EA. Yeah. And I worked on the highly rated Superman Returns the Video Game (laughs) as part of the uh, pod that put mini-games around metropolis sick yeah so uh <laughs> l- almost i think nothing i did shipped in that game um from the beginning yeah <laughs> three months. and uh after that internship i got a job with the command and car team i interviewed them they really liked something and they needed help so yeah. I, I came over and joined as a junior yeah. line designer and you were you were yeah in inside ea already
3: so like yeah exactly i had a good
0: recommendation you know. coming out of my like fantastic work <laughs> on the on Metropolis, um, so uh, and you you got to you guys just spend some time in sunny Florida. In Florida, I Orlando was uh, was eye opening experience that I taught me I didn't want to live in Central Florida. <laughs> uh,
3: and, then, and then and uh, then you know a lot of people or at least I don't know maybe not a lot. God the the. The memory of the internet is so goddamn short. I was yeah. going to say, Greg, a lot of people probably know you from when you... No. Yeah, yeah. not no more. No, because yeah. you, you were... So you were at uh, GameSpot yeah. as a journalist for like 10 years. And for some significant part of that time, you were the editor-in-chief of the site. Yep. But you left GameSpot in like uh, seven. seven. Yeah, oh, okay. So, so quite a bit uh, right.
1: later than... Uh, yeah, at the beginning of 2007 is when I, I went straight to... I, I got the job at EA yeah. um, uh, as a producer on, as an associate producer um, initially on uh, Command & Conquer 3. So that game was in, like, that game was, so the development cycle was relatively short overall, so I came in near the end of it. Yeah, um,
3: but but you, yeah, so, but you had done, yeah, you had done journalism stuff for a long time. Yeah. And I know, I mean, whatever, I, uh... I, I I interviewed you from my zine yep. when I was in college <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you were just one of the people that seemed to have a interesting way of thinking about games that, like, I, I so. knew about, you know, on the internet at the time because, like, it was, like, I was doing that in, like, 2005 or yep. f- four or five and, like, at least I wasn't aware of the beginnings of, like, the video game blogging culture then. No, so, like, it, people that were in more mainstream outlets are, like, doing interesting stuff, like, yeah. um, so, yeah, you're gracious enough to talk to me for, yeah, for my Xeroxed print yeah, I mean, that's where
1: I, uh, I, I, remember it somewhat, uh, I wouldn't say vividly, but, uh, it's, uh, but, yeah, it's, like, I, I mean, I got my own start doing, like, Xerox printed zines and stuff, so I, I've always had, like, a built-in uh, affection for that sort of thing, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that was, that was cool.
3: And so then you transitioned from journalism to game dev stuff. It was just like you had had the desire to be on the the making side of yeah. the equation for for a while, I guess. Yeah, that's
1: uh, that uh, that's more or less it. I, I, I mean, I've I've wanted I wanted to be I wanted to make games for much much longer than I wanted to write about them. In fact, uh, I just had um, when I yeah, like I wanted to make games since I was a little kid um, like eight or yeah. whatever. And I, and I dabbled with it and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, uh you know, I like at that point, you know, uh, like programming is the way in. Um, now the field has gotten more, uh, like broad enough to where there, there are more disciplines. And back then it's like, you're a programmer, you can make the whole thing or you can't do anything. And, yeah. and, um, and I, I struggled, uh, with that. Um, but, uh, writing was something that came more naturally to me and I was just spending so much time playing games, like all through middle school and high school and everything that I just like wanted to do something, anything productive with it. So yeah, it led to like working on zines and stuff like that. And I was desperate to go to these events like E3 and was able to get in with these little press credentials that I fabricated essentially. And, and, uh. Yeah, and eventually it led to paying jobs, and I really fell in love with it. Um, I wouldn't have, like, stayed at GameSpot for ten years if I didn't... Uh, the, the part of it is that I fell in love with it. The other part is that the time just completely flew by. But, yeah, I had yeah. one of those. It was, like, a pretty much a like a wake-up moment of, like, dude, it's been ten years, and I'm, like, no closer to actually, like, working on games. And if I don't do this, if I don't, like, at least try this soon, I know I'm going to regret it. Um, whereas I could, like, come crawling back uh, right. to this <laughs> yeah. journalism thing if and when... Uh, is yeah. you know development doesn't work out,
3: and I mean that's that's <laughs> one nice thing about about trying to do a transition like that when you're fairly when you have some experience and you know established in one place is like when you know when when we were starting the Fulbright company it was like we all have enough experience that this is totally craters we can suck it up and get a job again you, you know, know and it's yeah. like at least. At least, you know, at least you know that if, if the thing you're doing fails, it's not just like, I guess I just declare bankruptcy, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and homeless yeah. or something. It's like, okay, you, maybe you get to do the what you think is going to be the more cool thing, which is your own thing. Maybe it doesn't work out and you work on somebody else's cool project again, right? Yeah. Um, something that, that's, that's interesting about uh, what you guys said is you both started
0: out, uh, it sounds like, in production roles, uh, at least... Yeah, mine mine yeah. became more level design as soon as I got an internship. It just producer was like the title they gave me at ESPN. I was yeah basically like a project manager guy. Yeah, and then at EA,
3: my understanding is producers are a lot closer to like design and creative decision kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, they can be.
1: They they were meant to yeah like at um, at most at most studios what EA calls a producer what's called a producer at most studios at EA is called a development director hmm. uh, which is like the person who's like keeping the books keeping things on schedule yeah. making sure resources are properly allocated blah 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 the producer is like more of the vision holder stuff like that um, the the principle of that I guess is that it should lead to higher like product quality and stuff whether whether that works out in reality I think is you know is debatable I think like a, a um, producers, every producer there in in my experience just had like a very different role Mm -hmm. and and, like their own disposition, like heavily influenced like what they were involved with and so on. So in my case, I like found my, you know, I just, I don't know. It was like, it it was a, it, it was a nice position in the sense that like a producer had, I think probably more latitude in the job in his or her job definition than a lot of other roles. Like if you're a designer, you're making content or whatever, but yeah. if you're a producer, you could kind of, you could kind of nudge around <laughs> over time and like whether you're get involved in like localization or writing or get embedded with a design team or so on. Like how much you you have a little more latitude for creative influence, I think, than than most other people uh, are fortunate to have. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. In in my case, I certainly just I mean, I was interested in all aspects of the game. So <laughs> right. <laughs> without, without uh, imposing my you know obnoxious personality too much, I just whenever I just naturally tried to get involved with the stuff that I was interested in. yeah so but yeah I mean I, I was always more interested in like the design creative side of the game than like the than like the keeping the schedule part of it, which, sure. which is also important. Um, oh yeah. But, but um, some people, not, not they're
3: like... cut out for like doing that calculus. Yeah. I mean, I like what
0: you're focusing At on. At EA, there was almost like a, there's almost structured to put like these roles in tension. Um, <laughs> it were yeah. like, like the DD, the development director for each discipline of programming, design and art was like focused almost entirely on the, on the like finishing and finaling of any given piece of content or any given game or any given feature. And the producer on the other side was supposed to, in theory, push the quality. Yeah, push like for the, the, quality, yeah. which is
1: like the tension of like, yeah. no, we must invest more. No, we must finish yeah. this. Yeah. right. Um, yeah. um, in practice, it's like the producers
0: and DDs and any functional relationship go on like super well, <laughs> and, and like that was the only way that anything ever got done uh, was that was that way. Um, so, yeah. And the, when yeah when you had an acrimonious relationship that's like stuff that takes forever yeah stuff so would get lie. bogged down and yeah exactly and
1: big you know b- big teams and stuff like all the different uh, interactions would just some some things would go really smoothly other things would happen you know much slower than expected and stuff. Right.
3: Well, when you guys uh, started working together, when you were part of like the smaller team, you mm-hmm. know, doing like the expansion and and so yeah. forth, did you find that? The process went smoothly, and yeah, that, that you, we, you came up. You were happy with. Yeah, I stuff. mean, we
1: worked super closely, pretty much from the like even on Command and Conquer three. And oh, the, okay. I mean, we we met on like yeah. my first day there, and stuff yeah. through through a mirror, uh, a mirror. who's a former colleague of mine from Gamespot. He was already friends with you, and yeah, um, and so he producer. was, and uh, yeah, he um, he was a producer there as well. He's the reason I found out about the job in the first place. Okay, um, so he, yeah, I mean, we we met. Uh, we and we work closely all through Red alert 3 and then on on the uh, on the expansion pack as well and on on Red alert 3 yeah there was plenty of it's that kind of situation where there are a lot of like late nights and stuff like that and the people are still around it's like although it's not necessarily a purely positive situation that people are like working really late a lot but th- there can be like a camaraderie that is born of it right yeah, yeah. um and you you kind of you get to learn about it, you know. Whatever, stop at the. We like work until one in the morning. Like, let's it, let's go to it, the bar for yeah. The time always the thing that always just happened to Greg and I is like we
0: would work like really absurdly, like you know, just terribly late. We were roommates also at the time. Oh, okay. uh, not right when we started, end, yeah. yeah, towards the end. Yeah, but it would just be like our rule was when we heard the vacuum cleaners come on. That's yeah and they have like the cleaning people yeah like, the cleaning people will come through it actually just gets like kind of hard to work um so that yeah. is just like that uh, one joke yeah, was no, like yeah. yeah that's good. our song was the joke it's <laughs> 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 like it's like time to play, go play us uh, out yeah, yeah play us out of here vacuums right. yeah
3: now, now you, that that just brought back memories of yeah working at 2k in and yeah I got to know the cleaning people. Yeah. <laughs> at a certain time of night, they'd come around and empty out the trash cans,
0: yeah. and you'd be like,
2: "Oh, hey, yeah. what's
0: up?" Yeah, no, uh, that's supposed to be the transition point to the new day. You yeah, know, it's probably time to get out of there. Whoops. Um, <laughs> well, because like at least at that office, uh, the cleaning people
3: would come in at like like nine p.m. or something. So okay. you didn't have to be wait. They'd, oh yeah. You didn't have to be there that late. Yeah. But uh, but you still knew you were like, okay, it's officially late
1: night now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for yeah. us, I guess the first key there's like the meal is like now it is late yeah. you're getting the meal and then, and then yeah. it gets real late yeah when yeah. it's all like cleared time. out and but yeah, I mean uh, to to your uh, to your earlier question, um, th- there was like a there was it was a bigger team on on Red alert three and like uh, you know harder to it was just kind of like in order to make a decision, more people were involved right. um, if nothing else. whereas um, on the expansion pack, it was much more, like, tactical and whatever, and then it's, like, more situations where it's, like, you and Gavin or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, there isn't a management overhead so much right. um, of, like, we we don't need to get these three producers and these three, three de- development directors on board. It's just, like, dude, just make it happen. If you think you can do it, go go. We do
0: also it. had the really messed up thing of, like, we were told we were gonna <laughs> maybe be doing something that wasn't an expansion pack, and then told that we were gonna be doing an expansion pack, and we were told it right when we were finaling the campaign yeah. for the game. So the
1: circumstances, yeah, yeah. were interesting. Yeah, uh, and we we made I, I don't know that either of us has like a fully complete memory of yeah the circumstances. Well, the thing I do remember is the day we we wrapped the camp, the day we
0: uh, wrapped the campaign on Red Alert three. The, on Red Alert three. It? The yeah. next Monday, we were designing expansion pack, and it <laughs> yeah, was like yeah. it was that was vivid to me because I remember everyone seeing that meeting just sort of like this like what we're are just we dazed. doing yeah, yeah like thing and the i mean i'm cuz yeah, yeah revolver
1: 3 it was still like, like like what what um what isn't clear is like the game was still far from shipping yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. like we were, were already working on like well, a we thing were that not wasn't a, even yeah. announced like for a thing that hadn't even shipped <laughs> um, at like yeah. coming off of like a pretty intense you yeah. know crunch and not in the yeah, like so.
0: planning out your dlc kind of way it was like a like, if make we're going to make this in four months, like... Gotta start. You, yeah, 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 DD does the does the math. Like, you gotta yep. start... Right <laughs> Yesterday. <now>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So,
3: <laughs> no, I mean, that was something that, at the, at the end of the day, I, I was really grateful for on The Nervous Den, because it was the same thing. It was like, okay, uh, like, your primary stuff you need to get done for the main game is done. Is, is done. Like, yeah. start start working on the DLC because we need it six months after we ship and that's eight months from now and we want it to be three five hours long and be able to charge however many dollars for it. And so, like, and so, yeah, I didn't, like, it overlapped. There's no break between the two things because, like, but the thing I I ended up really appreciating about it was the the fact it was DLC just meant it wasn't important enough to, like, slip the schedule or yeah. pile on a ton of more people yeah. you know and, and so it's like okay you get the people you get you have the amount of time you have that shit's not cha- changing changing yeah. <laughs> so you're so now you have like a problem with very concrete components to it mm-hmm. and you're like how are we going to make something good mm-hmm. within those bounds and not say oh but maybe we can yeah, you know yeah, kind yeah. of squish this around it's like nope uh and and so they, i think that's I mean, it was a useful thing to have encountered in the long term, mm-hmm. being like, no, we're going to give ourselves a schedule and figure out how to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also just led to a a good product, yep. you know, because, like, the thing we made was designed to fit how much time and, and resources we had to, yep. to make it, you know. Yep. I mean, the, there's the always nice thing about an expansion or a DLC or a direct sequel, which is, like, you've just spent however many months making content for this game and figuring out a bunch of problems about, like, how it's designed or the yeah. best practices or whatever, and then yeah. you can just kind of...
0: Yeah, I think the hard part for us, and it, might, it must have been this for you too, is, like, we had no sense of the reaction to the game yet. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, <laughs> actually a concern about it. It's yeah. like,
1: we can't even, like, in a... And, and so, yeah, part of our concern going into it was, like, it's, you know, the, the traditional, like, high-quality... Real-time strategy game expansion pack is like a is like a response to the base game. It's like, you know what, over time like these they're like these balance opportunities or like these interesting interactions that have yeah. emerged and like we've like created new units, new systems that like enhance these cool parts of the game based yeah. on how people are actually playing it. So having to design an expansion pack before you've even re- released the game. Yeah. And not only that, uh, in our case, the time constraint uh, made it so that the first thing that had to go was, like, multiplayer. So we're like, <laughs> right. we're, we're going to be a single-player-only yeah, real-time it. strategy game expansion pack, and, like, there's going to be no multiplayer, and there's going to be no co-op, and, like, cooperative play was a big feature of Rebel Three. Yeah. yeah. So right off the bat, there were, like, things that were kind of, were like, are you, are you sure you think this is a good idea? And, <laughs> yeah. and people are like yes do it anyway we're like alright so then so given those you know we had to like internalize those um, those constraints uh, and then once we did yeah then we're like you know what hell we'll do the crazy action RPG thing and we like whatever we did more of the fun like I mean neither of us was particularly involved in like the full motion video part of it but like there was you know a relatively fun uh, component of whatever there's like you know A goofy part of the game that got to be got to be played up. It's a a classic element of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, Uh, And then yeah, you know, designing also like designing units. It's like well, okay, if there's no multiplayer, then you want to add units uh, to a real-time strategy game. Any or like that's like just an inherently interesting thing in those games. So like, if you know that they're not going to be multiplayer and don't need to be like balanced as a multiplayer unit, well, then at least you could play up the part that's just like sort of bombastic and exciting right. um and like create units that are like quote-unquote yeah. fun without yeah. uh, without as much concern for yeah, it being how they like, fit into like the, the game or like yeah how yeah, they, how they fit into
0: the combat chain yeah like it has anti-air and you know yeah it's an air unit so the yeah, awesome,
1: the yeah i thought the you know the yeah the campaign i'm so the in our case the you know the game the this expansion pack was it did not review well um, and uh, and it was uh, criticized for you know not having multiplayer blah blah blah, yeah. um, and some difficulty issues and stuff. But but I th- I, I I like I personally in a I look back on it uh, like surprisingly fondly. Um, not not just like the thing itself and, and, and the seventeen people who played it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it <right>. was nuts. <laughs> Was not widely played, although it was in the recent uh, oh, yeah, Humble Humble yeah which it did like funny. that. Yeah, so nice, it's had a new audience. It was in, in that version bundle, one. yeah. The music is really good in it, too.
3: Yeah, music's great. The the weirdest thing that additional memory that you just brought back when you're talking about the scheduling for the yeah. for like the main game where the DLC, I had like the opposite side where you know, the main game came out and then. We were still working on on the on, on Minerva's Den, and it was I think like three or four months, five months after the main game came out, and Irrational released their like announcement CG trailer for Bioshock Infinite, yeah, oh, announced yeah. the name and everything, yeah. and and so you know I'm I'm working on an expansion for Bioshock too. Yeah. It's a new part of Rapture, whatever, and the opening of that that video is a fake out of like a camera yeah, yeah, for a trash shirt, but then it's inside an aquarium and then there's a big daddy statue yeah. and then a big foot comes in and just yeah. smashes it and squishes on it and then it like opens the windows and there's right. like a big bright sunshine outside mm-hmm. and like
0: guys I'm still using that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No.">
2: <laughs>
3: and it was like at that moment I just I, I watched it and then I just like Drove to In and Out Burger and just ate a Sadness <laughs> just <laughs> by myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: I got back on the horse and I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." Yeah. Make it something. But it, it, I think it's the other side of it where it's like, if you do work on an expansion or or you know something like that, it's like you're still working on the old thing. In it extends the timeline, and then yeah. like the new cool thing is announced, yeah. and yep. you're still you know yeah, like an think, expansion. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, being being a designer on a, a franchise that is. As multiple entries going on simultaneously, yeah, stuff so yeah, yeah. just kind of strange.
1: Yeah, that was also part of it. For I mean, we're not even sort of uh, we could go on and on about the whole like context, but yeah, there was like the the promise of now you will go work on the next great, you know, you you, the, you know the the art, the command and conquer to dethrone you know company of heroes in starcraft or what have you yeah. uh actually instead <laughs> why don't you make an expansion pack in yeah. four months yeah. um so but well, we we're, were still going to be able to do that after the expansion pack. yeah yeah <laughs> and, and then we got, to, yeah, we got yeah we got moved around and like yeah. we ended we wound up on the the tail end of the the like it's it's known as as lmno uh the the canceled yeah. spielberg project but it, it, it had already been so it was in sort of its I guess you could say it's like Death it or Throws yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they, they were, were struggling to reboot two. it, and our, the, the remnants of our team ended up on that. And huh. in the end, that, that we that was uh, under those circumstances. We all, uh, Gavin, Amir, and I uh, left uh, yeah. EA at that point.
3: And so you, Amir, you and Gavin, yeah. mm-hmm. basically went straight to, yes. to so, found yeah. Super Dragon yeah And then... I went to we Duque. worked Duque. in the same building yeah. <laughs> for, for a year or so because yeah, you left EA and, and, and went to UK and you were a producer on the, the publishing side yeah. for for a little while. Yep. Um I remember you were the publishing side producer on Spec Ops the Line. Correct. Um which must have been interesting because
0: that studio
1: was like in Germany. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so instead of commuting to Los Angeles, I was I was uh, flying occasionally to Berlin, which was oh, still yeah. an improvement. Right. <laughs> that's the crazy thing, right? Like,
3: uh, Sorry, GameSpot is in San Francisco. Yeah. And your family, like your wife. We live in and, Marin County, and, yeah. And uh, did you have... Kids at the time. Yeah, I had, I, had one kid. I, have, I
1: have two kids now. Yeah, one, one at the time. And
3: and yeah, you were like flying back and forth between L.A. and San Francisco, yeah. really frequently, right? Like to every work down in L.A. and then have your family back up here. Yeah,
1: we never. We basically never. It's it, it, like like I have I have no one to blame for this, but my but myself. Um, but like, yeah, we never permanently relocated. Um, we just like we like where we live in Marin County, and yeah. we kind of both circumstantially and just we could never find uh, we never like made time to find a place that was suitable either like one thing would come up or another yeah either um uh, whether it was like concerns with the with finding a place or like concerns about the long-term prospects of, of the job like we made one excuse after another and after a while, it was almost three years that we were doing it. Like, yeah, if to say hell, because, yeah, like, three yeah. years, that's, that is intense. That is intense. I would like... have never done it if I, like, we, it was the sort of thing that it was only, like, the time just passed, you know? If I, if someone had told me up, up front that, like, I would be apart from my family for three years by, like, taking this job, I would have be been like, well, then I guess I'm not taking it. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I, uh, like, we were prepared to make, like, we, uh, my my wife you know like we had to make sacrifices like across the board you know whatever my wife is very tolerant of me being interested in games overall um, <laughs> right. she put up with a lot of my crap uh, at Gamespot, where right. the hours were just gross and i just whatever It is just non-stop even more so than in game development world at least in game development you're like between projects once yeah. in a while whereas at Gamespot there was no such state right um mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, and then it's like, well, we'll do this commuting thing for a while. We'll find a place and time, yeah. Pa- time passes. Yeah, 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 um.
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I don't know. So, so when, when people ask me about, you know, like, oh, how can I get into video games? So, like, one of the things I say is, like, be prepared to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Unless you live in LA, San Francisco, yeah. Seattle, um, Montreal, I guess, like. Yeah, don't expect you're going to be able to go get a job down the street. Um, and yeah, when you're in a situation where, like, because when, when, I, when I went and took my first design job, like, I was in QA for a year and a half here in San Francisco, and then I had this opportunity to actually be a level designer on an expansion pack uh, for fear um, at a studio in Texas Timegate. Yeah, Timegate Studios. Um, and it was like, you can move to Houston for six months to ship this thing or not have this job. And my now wife, my girlfriend at the time, uh, was in grad school at UCSF. So she couldn't come with me to Texas. I didn't want to be there permanently anyways, but it's like, you know, you can get onto that track of, Oh, I can be a designer now if I'm in a long distance relationship for Mm -hmm. at least this amount of time. And it's really hard and it sucks or you can not. And who knows when the next opportunity comes up. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I assume, at this point at least, maybe not all the way through that whole time, <laughs> but you probably are glad that you made that sacrifice to like get yourself onto that track of being a developer. Yeah, n- no, I don't.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely, I mean, uh, like my mo, uh, you know, at at the at the point I left EA, it was basically, it like it had had reached a, a boiling there was like a bunch of it was just whatever I mean, three, for, uh, for each of us for years, years like right no like, not only that it's like the, the combination yeah. of the personal stuff and and the job stuff it's like right. dude i need like this i need to make yeah. a change immediately yeah. and and hopefully i can stay in the game industry and like and like recover the the, the remains of my personal life <laughs> yeah. at this time <laughs> right. or, um or whatever yeah. so yeah and that and thankfully yeah, um no, it all it all worked yeah. out. But it's it's been, you know, I I went and, I didn't expect the like game development has been very much the the roller coaster ride that I sort of I didn't know what the specifics would be, but yeah. I imagined it would have, you know, exciting highs and profound lows <laughs> and uh, yeah. and that it, you know, looking back on whatever the the years the few years I've been doing it so far, it's certainly been true. It's yeah. been very interesting. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. didn't didn't uh, take strange turns yeah
3: and so so yeah so basically through
0: circumstance both of you guys ended up back in the Bay Area because your family your parents are my dad's (laughs) house is here and my mom's house is here and we we moved out into my dad's house Um, like in San Jose was Anna up here also Uh, my dad uh, Anna was up here too yeah Yeah, my girlfriend lived in San Francisco Mm. and she we had been doing long distance from yeah. New York, L.A., and then New York, San Francisco. Wow. Then I moved to San Jose, and then she moved into the house. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and changed her job and her life and just, like, became a person who lived there and took care of us and made sure all the <laughs> things generally worked Yeah. Uh, all the way till CERT or whatever. Yeah. That was awesome of her. Yeah. She did. Her, I mean, she, she I don't know that she knew that that was what was going to happen yeah. uh, when she moved in. It just, like, kind of evolved that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was a useful play tester and morale builder <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So. Well, what was, what was, what was she doing before that? She, so her, she, her, the thing she did was, uh, she really wanted to be a cook. So, she mm. really wanted to be a chef. So, she, um, she studied at culinary school and then she moved to San Francisco to take a job in a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but it was just not able to sustain, like, it was just really hard to make a living for yeah. her, uh, yeah. doing that with, with having loans and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, uh. Uh, she moved into the house, uh, took another administrative job, and then after that, um, after we sort of had lived our dream, she went to live her dream and she went and became pastry chef at Nopa, which is a restaurant in oh, San yeah. Francisco. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. so she's she's um, she started as a pastry assistant, then became a pastry chef there, so now she runs her own little department there and that's awesome. Yeah, makes rolls and <laughs> does really cool things. Yeah, yeah. Make goods. So that part is really, really cool for her. So
3: so yeah, when you moved into that house, it was you and Anna and yeah. Gavin. Yep. And
0: what was that? It, it was in that the was house the, of the starting beginning? point. Okay. Yeah. And Gavin's cat and uh, <laughs> Cosmos. occasional dogs. Yeah, and occasional. Is Gavin warning. also
3: from the from the Bay Area? No, he actually
0: grew up in Southern California. Irvine,
3: yeah, okay. Irvine. Yeah. Irvine, yeah so, so he so he moved up specifically to yeah live in the house and start the Yeah, But he said San, like
0: San Jose was a lot like Irvine. It's just like boring and big, and sure. like has awesome malls. <laughs> uh, that was like like you know we you like we. Like, for fun, we would, like, go to the Cheesecake Factory or, like, you know, like, it was pretty awesome when they opened a Chipotle uh, (laughs) and stuff like that, like, close to my house. So it wasn't, like, yeah, I think it was similar amounts of of boredom. Like, Gavin's stories are really funny because Gavin and I used to work so much in that house, like, Gavin's car would just, like, die. Yeah. Like, and it takes so long for the car to just not start but he would just keep doing that over and over so every time he would like leave the house every like four weeks or something to <laughs> get groceries we'd have to like call triple A uh, yeah to yeah. jump his car or like drive him to get like you know whatever he needed before he like went back to the game development commune I mean you've lived in a game development commune you created your own it's the same idea yeah yeah so I mean for we can us, walk to the grocery store that is <laughs> that, that is a significant improvement yeah I mean for us we, we basically yeah we started and lived in that house and like, you know, during crunch and stuff, like Greg and Greg like slept in the guest bedroom and yeah. you know, Andrew did too. Like they had two guest bedrooms. So is this like your your dad owned the house but yeah, yeah, he owned the house and he left to Europe to okay. work for the UN for a bit and he said he said we wow. could have it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the house you grew up yeah, in Yeah, it's in the house yeah. I grew up yeah. in and play, you know played D and D and all that stuff. And yeah. so it was like, you know and, I mean
3: we had a similar the very beginning of the Fulbright company. Mm-hmm. Like Rachel and I when I left Irrational we just did it because we wanted to be back in Portland. And yeah. just, know, Boston and the project just wasn't right for me. Yeah. And so we were like, I'm going to stop chasing jobs around the country. We're just going to go to the place we know we want to end up and figure it out. And yeah, Rachel's parents are out of out of the country for half the year. Yeah. And so we were like, can we just... So they let us stay in their house while they were out of town. And actually, um, when Carla and Janaman moved up, they lived in that house for like two or... Three months while we were finding the house, we ended up making the, yeah. the rest of the game in. But like we, the beginnings of gone home were made in Rachel's parents' living room. Yeah. you know, just like we pushed the dining room table
0: against the wall and then like set up two computer stations on yeah. it. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that's those. Uh, <laughs> it comes back to even what you're saying about like, what do you advise people to do? Sometimes, be willing to move. I mean, for us, the thing I always think about too when when people ask me like, oh, how do I start a company or how do I do whatever? It's like a really good thing that was told to me by actually our former uh, uh, executive producer on Command and Conquer, uh, Mike Verdue, was like, you just gotta find some of those, like, advantages. Unfair advantages. Yeah, those unfair advantages that you have over someone else, and they don't have to be like, oh, you are, you know, super well-connected in the industry and you know whatever you know the publishing had an Eap and that's gonna get you uh, what like we didn't have of that stuff yeah yeah, yeah yeah but we you know we had a dad who was willing to give us a house and right. you know like Darren's dad was like a dentist so it's like dental work was gonna be free you know <laughs> it's like you, you cobble enough of these things together and it starts becoming a plan you know? yeah um so that stuff is is always cool to hear about and you know, like it even
1: that. informed the like heavily informed the the, the the like the identity the design of, of yeah. the game yeah, yeah it's exactly like things yeah. Of, Know, yeah, yeah the, the music and whatever, it's, like, it's based around, here are things that Darren can do. Well, let us, yeah, let us right. put them in the game. Yeah, like, exactly, uh, yeah. Um, it's,
0: like, like Darren lived with Logan, who was the voice actor. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, like, these things, these, like, connections, and it's what you have, and... Yeah, you something. just have to look for the...
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... I people, yeah, something that I've said to people is, like, you have to always be looking for the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of it is luck, but also there are ways to guarantee you will encounter more potential opportunities. Yeah. Than <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and and be looking for them. Because yeah. it's like if you just kind of, you know, keep yourself away from where more interesting things could happen, you're not going to have as many of those chances to be like, oh, oh, well, maybe I could work with this person, you know, yeah. or, oh, we could use that, you know, because yeah. um, you're not encountering it. Yeah. Um, so, 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 yeah. So, you guys. Um, you wanted to start your own company, yeah. and you had the like designer programmer basically, yeah, right? That's it. Um, yeah, and you're the designer, and yeah, Devin's I was doing programmer. all the content design at the time before and, Greg came, and then he did.
0: Like, and so, did at, like, the idea for the game come before the company, or like we all all we had when we started Bastion was like the idea of like we wanted to make an action RPG in which you build a world yourself. And, like, what that was going to mean was something that, like, kind of came later. The thing we often say is, like, a lot of the stuff that was cool about Bastion, like, came a lot later. We just started building a prototype where you had a hammer and I, like, modeled the guy in Blender and we scanned the enemies out of D&D books and whatever. And it's like, we stole art from Nintendo games and (laughs) just put it together (laughs) until it was something... um, and we've shown this prototype before, actually. Like it was really fun. We showed it at PAX, like in PAX East, the year after the game came out. It was just interesting to show people. Like, yeah. like we probably never would have. We, I mean, we showed it part of the giant bomb stuff too. But I think it was much more interesting when you see them side by side to see what was similar and what it changed. But, I like, saw it in your talk at Indiecade. Yeah. We They showed at least some screenshots of yeah, yeah, like, like, the like the Bastion when like, there were beholders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, exactly, like yeah. and then, <laughs> so stuff like that. It's just like you know, some of those guys became like. Exact enemies in Bastion, like they some some of them were like one to one, and some of them were not. Um, There's a dude in there called the Mud Man who was just like he was awesome in the first week of development, who became the scumbag. Um, Mm. Like he he was goopy and he dropped stuff and he slowed you and he was big and slow and dumb. Um, So uh, stuff like that, you know, was great, but you know, showed some of the promise of what we were doing. But the really special stuff, you know, came when we basically found people to do. Those additional things in yeah. terms of like the style of the game, the style of the music, the writing, and you know the additional design elements, and like all of those things, Logan's voice. Um, right. Those are things that kind of evolved. So. Like we had like no documentation really um, when we started, um, yeah. and we we like as a studio culture we have like very little documentation yeah. as we go. Um, I think Rome like has had one design document. Yeah. Really, <laughs> yeah, And It was it was because Yann and, and I were not
3: in the same place yet, yeah. and so I wrote a Google Doc that was like, "Here's all the features I think we'll need to be able to make the game we want to make," and yeah. like put it like shared it with him, and then the internet, and then we did yeah we didn't keep any like all there's documentation for the game. It's yeah. like two notebooks of mine that I wrote notes to myself yeah. and I could refer back to and stuff, but, like, we actually, we looked at that design document like a month before we shipped, mm-hmm. and we were like,
2: uh, yeah, that's a game we made. <laughs> like it was stable enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool.
3: Um, but, but, yeah, I think that you're right, especially at this kind of scale. Yeah. Like, the, the question is, like,
0: who's the document for? And if yeah. it doesn't have an audience, it's like, why are you... Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's not that we don't, like, generate a ton of words about the game. We do kind of, like, you know, we always had the schedule, with like, a task list type thing base yeah. Basecamp. We write a lot in there about, like, this is the thing we're trying to make. Yeah. It's, like, a small piece of the thing we're trying to make. Um, But, yeah, there isn't, like, a vision document thing um, because it just isn't appropriate for the way we sort of make stuff. It's yeah. just bogus, right? Yeah, like, early
1: yeah. really on, it's, yeah, like, especially in those in those early days, like, when you don't when you don't even have an artist on the project, it's yeah. like if you if you make your like ambition for the thing like too well defined, it's just it's just not even true. Right, yeah. So it's like yeah the 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 core assumptions of the game like nothing is nothing is too small. It's like coming from making a real time strategy game, just having like a dude run around where you have direct control and he like he attacks when you press a button. Yeah. like things not to be taken for granted. So like what is your you know crazy ambition for the story even matter if you can't even like get that part right, right so yeah. until until yeah. some of those like building blocks are in place nothing else really matters cuz yeah. the whole thing might might change and and also it should all i mean i think there were certain um, certain principles that, yeah. that 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 like were probably more intuitive just from just from past influences and whatever that it's like the the sense of like completeness yeah. for the game i think was always like a thing there from the first moment of like that's part of the point of not designing it too much on paper because let's just see Mm -hmm. where it let's see where that early idea leads yeah Um, and
0: like what it needs like what a game needs at any given moment is like usually super clear to the people making it it's hard to predict that like as you walk out it's like like today like you know greg and i and gavin lots of people lots of conversations here we like we are always trying to fulfill the most like immediate need of the game. Yeah, like you know, it's just like that. That to us is how we just sort of follow the string until we get to, to being done with it. Um, right. Yeah.
3: So, and that, that's something that I think um, is really valuable to note as well is that when you guys started, it was just a designer and a programmer, and yeah. like you knew, art and sound effects and maybe yeah. music yeah. Uh, were gonna be important. Yeah. What, I mean, what what made you what made you, I don't know, whatever, you could phrase this in a goofy way, what made you think you could make a game? Oh, you know? I, don't or, I don't know. Like, but, but I mean, yeah, still, that's a like really I still, like question. Like, what, I, what made you think, okay, we have these two people and we know what we can make with that and we'll start making something and then figure out the rest of the we... I think
0: we always knew we were going to need more people. Yeah, like, yeah. We were talking to Greg like from the moment that we wanted to start a company and it's just like a matter of time until hopefully yeah, yeah. we could actually make something like that work. Um, same with Andrew, same with, like, a lot... Same with, basically, everyone except for Jen. We were talking to artists early on, but we never really found a fit until we found Jen. Yeah. And we'd worked with other people, and, you know, sort of different circumstances didn't work out, and it, it did work with Jen. Yeah. Um, so we always knew we had this need, mm-hmm. and we always kind of had a sense of who those people were going to be. It was just a question of, like, could this game support it? Could we bring them on full-time and all those things? Right. Um, like, uh, and that's, you know, that's more of just, like, a... Like you're saying, it's the opportunities and the timing. You never know when it's actually going to work out. And, yeah. and for us, it just sort of did and all kind of happened at the right times. Right. Um, so we got very lucky with that. Um, I don't know. Like, it was really interesting. Is like a thing I found out like way after Bastion Ship, like six months after Bastionship, it's like my mom and Anna, who saw early versions of the game, thought it was like, they thought the same thing. Like they weren't telling us that at the time. They were like, wow, we thought it was terrible. Like we had no idea. <laughs> that you guys knew what you were doing and that, and that it was going to become a game because it doesn't look like a, like games look, especially games with just an artist and a programmer look really ugly right. for like a really long period of time. Yeah. And uh, I think I kind of like about like our culture here too is like our gameplay stuff, even like early on, it looks really ugly and we like keep it ugly usually for a while until it is something. Um, because there's, there's a way in which like art can trick you um, <laughs> about yeah. the quality of a, of a game interaction. Um, right. And so we try and do everything like with temp stuff first um, yeah. uh, before we like evolve it into something new and so so it was it was sort of like i, I we always kind of knew it was gonna need more, and I also think we were pretty we were pretty like m- focused on the thing um yeah. that we were making and making it better and better and better and it was a sort of ignorance that I think helped a lot yeah uh, in the early time No, well, I mean I, yeah. I,
1: it was also just like. Again, it's like waiting. Yeah. It's deferring on on those on on like yeah. having those resources until you really needed them. Because like you don't need we knew, you don't need yeah. a ton of music when you're like yeah. prototyping. Yeah, I mean, you can get game. five tracks, and it's all going in the same stupid prototype level. Yeah, you know, so like, yeah, there were those things, like there was never an animator on on Bastion and stuff like that. So like, a, anim you know, animation requests were like pretty ad ad hoc. Of like, yeah. okay, now okay, like the the the, the blender band's time yeah. has come, and yeah. like, now it's time for like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to do Let's it try in. to like produce this at like a higher level of fidelity that's closer to like a shipping game. And, you, you just and, you just put into my head the the idea of. The Blender Man, like the slender. It's man. like Slender yeah. Man, yeah. but Slender Man's kind of up it. behind you, yeah. Yeah. and just puts I you mean. in his head, and yeah. like combines <laughs> lime and tequila and turns you into and your
0: soul. soul. Yes. <laughs> Make
3: yeah. It happen. Well, yeah, because like it's something that that in retrospect seems weird and dumb and quasi insane. Is that like you know we started gone home with a programmer, a designer slash writer and a 2D artist and we were making a first person 3D game and we were like I don't know, really naively we were like, oh we can contract people to make this stuff piecemeal or like buy assets off of the internet or whatever I guess and then we managed to find Kate who was our 3D artist full time but like it's a really really good thing that we did that Mm -hmm. because if we were like Oh, we have three out of the four people we need, and we can't start working on this until we have this one last really important person. Yeah, then I who like we might have just never made the game. You yeah, because it's like oh, we're waiting, waiting. We have to convince somebody to be doing this art before our game even exists, and it just yeah. never happens. And like, I think that there's that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't just be reckless and stupid, but on some level you also have to like have the I guess faith that you can yeah. be like okay, we start this without a full compliment, and we will work to figure out how yeah. to fix yeah. that while we're in process, you know?
1: It's also like if you're if you're really committed to like making the most of what you have, yeah. Then and that is like part of if if that's like something that is exciting to you of like finding those opportunities of like cool. I didn't, you know. There's a freaking D and D book. I've got my monsters right here. Or yeah. like rather than that feel, rather than that give you like a dejected feeling. It's like exciting. It's progress. Right. Then then when you reach those moments when you're like okay. I really need this now, that's like at least, hopefully you have some, like, assuredness that that's, like, honest. You're not just, right. like, uh, you know, because it's so easy, yeah, again, if you design a game on paper or whatever, you're gonna, you could design, you know, some crazy MMO and, like, it's the best game ever on paper and it's right, gonna right. need all these resources, but, like, it's never gonna happen. Um, you, yeah, you want to get to the point almost where, like, the
0: you that is... You don't really, at least on Bastion, a lot of the needs were only filled when they were, like, the worst thing in the game. Uh, yeah. You know, it's right. like, yeah. And, like, and then you yeah. know, then it really is a yeah. need. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not a want, it's a need at that yeah. point. No, that we n- really n- need make a, make a new set of animations for these weapons, or whatever. Yeah. Like, we need to do yeah. this. This know? is unacceptable, yeah. and
1: or, or whatever, yeah. in its current state, but it's been, like, prototyped in such a way that you could like, imagine the good version of this if only you had this part right. or, and then you call your animator yeah, buddy yeah. You in, say, so, in some ways that also doing all that work helps like
0: convince that person right like for yeah. Jen Jen got to play Bastion before she decided if it was something that she wanted to work on you know right. and so she could imagine how her stuff fit into what we were doing yeah. without it being like a pitch of like, yeah. trust us, this is going to be awesome. Right. <laughs> there, was never, there was never any
1: pitching. Yeah, Instead, it exactly. so it's like, well,
0: play it and you, you can picture uh, how you can make this. Look yeah, good, like, so you can right? make this significantly better yeah. with real art. Um, but yeah. also,
3: you can play it and see that. Yeah. It's real and it works and yeah. oh, this could be cool. You yeah, know, yeah, as opposed to
1: that idea, sure could be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's no real way knowing yeah. and 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 the practical benefit. Yeah, there's like no time really spent, w- wasted, what have you, of like the pitch or whatever. There's right. no yeah. like awesome PowerPoint. Like you don't need to talk people into working on it for, on that level. That which which extended all the way to like announcing and and like promoting the game, like talking right. to publishers and all that. Like there was always just like. Here, it, this yep. this quite literally speaks for itself, um, yeah. and w- like we don't need to try to tell you about how awesome it is. Yeah. We would rather spend our time like working on it, and making it yeah.
0: cool. Uh, yeah, so, I really love that we made like all the powerpoints for both Bastion and Transistor like okay, before. After. Yeah, like before the meetings. Instead of <laughs> instead of like when we started the idea for right. the game, it's like yeah. all those things were derived from what the game was. Yeah. yeah. Not only were
1: they before the meetings, they were yeah, like yeah. directly like our pitch was just like. It was just like, when it, in what little form it took, it yeah. was just echoing what people had told us was good about it. Essentially, yeah, it wasn't right. like it, it, where it, which was like in in a real contrast to um, how we used to, you know, at, at EA when it's like a bigger team, like the the whether you call them you know stakes in the ground or like focal points or yeah, whatever, pillars. like this yeah, yeah the pillars exactly like yeah. the high level idea for the game is the first thing that exists and like. Chances are that project is like committed to chasing that idea um, to the very end, yeah. um, and, uh, and you're like that's it, like that's just what it's going to be. As opposed to like you know what you don't know what's going to be good about this thing, yeah. start making it and find out. And then you'll find um, out. Yeah. That Something that that I also found uh, was some of
3: that clarity for me came from playtesters as right. well. Where it'd be like we made an early version of the game and we'd send it to people, and part of how you figured out a what you needed to like focus on in the game but B also what to say to people hearing about it for the first time is when we send out a version someone would be like it was cool to like you know go around and find stuff but I didn't really know like why I needed to you know sort of like okay well A we need to upfront make your motivation clear so you know why it's like important for you to be doing this stuff and B when you talk to the press be like so you get home and your family's not there and yeah. you don't know why. And they're like, oh, so that's why I would want to yeah, play this. So yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. just sort of like, there's mechanics and they're cool to touch, but like, yeah. what's my reason for caring about it? You know, mm-hmm. and I think that it can be hard to know what those things are until other people exactly yeah. react yeah. to what you've done. No, I mean,
0: I think for us, it's a, I think the perfect example on Bastion for us was the narration. It's yeah. like, like we knew it was a part of the game, obviously, because we had made it. Um, but we had no idea that it was like the, going to be the part of like the game. We thought, yeah. well, we thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like going into
1: like, going into our like public unveiling of the game, we it, we like we we expected it to be more polarizing. That like some people bas- kind of a love it or hate it, to it reaction. Yeah. Whereas the reaction was like at least in our first showing, yeah. you know, it yeah. was like unanimous. It was like overwhelmingly yeah. like, whoa, holy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and so, so like the reason people were telling their friends to go check. Yeah. It, it so that in turn, you know, became yeah. it's like well, okay. Um. Then yeah. we will mention this when we <laughs> yeah. when we describe we the game. Lead, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Lead with that when you talk to people about why it might be exciting to yeah. them. Yeah. Um. So
1: like, how I,
3: I know that I've heard some of the lore about how you knew Logan because like you went to high school. With yeah. Him, right? Yeah. I
0: went. I played soccer with Logan in elementary school, yeah. and he went to high school with Darren. Yeah, um, so, who's your musician. So yeah. it was like, you knew yeah. the, this The Well, you awesome knew Darren also. Yeah, Darren, oh, okay. Darren Darren, and I have been friends since we were like eight or, oh, like okay. or wow. something. wow. Or maybe nine or ten, yeah, yeah. So we've been friends forever. Yeah, yeah. and so it's just like, oh,
3: there are these dudes I've known my yeah. whole life that have these incredible talents. And yeah. it's not like you had worked
0: together before in uh, your past I life. I have just only been in bands with Darren. Anything, right? Yeah, we had sold, like, you know... Forty-two copies of our of our CD okay. that we made in high school and college together, or something. So we had some commercial success. <laughs> together, <laughs> that's this a, tec- yeah, a technically yeah, true we, statement. Yeah, we almost <laughs> made the money back on the CDs. Almost. Yeah, that's,
3: yeah. That's that's a weird thing I found. Uh, a bunch of uh, people I've talked to for this podcast series, like were in bands when they were yeah. younger. Uh, bands are
0: like so much like game development. Uh, they're like echo it almost exactly because no, it's I was just like yeah when you're when you're on the scale of something like this especially yeah you know, it's when like, it's a small team yeah because yeah. it's like everyone they're totally you know totally different talents that you need to somehow pull together in concert and just you spend a lot of time with them and yeah you, know, you go on tour when you go to the shows and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that you know it's like all the same stuff so
3: so then how did you guys find Gen Z because like as far as like, like things that made people take notice of this game yeah really distinct the part. art style yeah so we
0: started. <laughs> So part of our... We, we knew obviously not having an artist when we started and not even knowing who we were going to ask was a big risk. Yeah. Um, so, but we, we went into it and we started looking for artists when we had more of a game. Um, we started contracting with a lot of people. The first person we asked was another person that Darren and Logan had gone to high school <laughs> with, um, which is Alex Ahad, who became the art director... For. creative director on skull girls, girls yeah, skull girls. Oh, yeah okay. so he's like yeah, yeah, the artist yeah. on that game um yeah, yeah. so and he's been working on that game since he was in high school so there's like a lot of <laughs> high school things going on here yeah. alex was working at a company called guy online at the time which is like yeah. a virtual world uh, right and, and they've also done game stuff that Jen Jen worked on there and so he he was like here's seven artists i know um and we, we had, like, two of them work here now. Um, Alex, like, only knows, like, the most talented people in the world. Our joke about Alex is wherever Alex rolls anywhere, he rolls, like, he, he's never by himself. He rolls, like, seven deep with, like, and six of the people are, like, amazing artists like, wherever he goes. Like, if he's at Comic-Con or if he's at, like, Ape or whatever, anywhere Alex goes. And so uh, Alex knew Jen and, yeah. uh, and Alex knew Josh, who's one of our artists, that is one of our most recent uh, people who works here and our third artist on the team, and... And she just, um, you know, we did a contract thing where we were looking, you know, we had the first three levels of the game and we needed art for each, each of the three levels. Yeah. And she did the Bastion and her stuff came back, that like yeah, lush it, green stuff that you end up, that is exactly sort of the style that we aimed for with, we, with, with like, we ended up using yeah. the actual Bastion art and it was just like, wow, it's yeah. Just so Yeah, the,
1: the, there aren't often the like, like... Wow! Like that's it, it moments yeah, around yeah. here, but that 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 must have been yeah, one of them. Of like, because you because there are other yeah she wasn't the first artist to try out uh, on on the project and yeah. some of the earlier stuff was promising but it was like that uh, like I don't know like, yeah it's not, um, it was not quite right and I then mean, then yeah got, I mean it's like
0: we had the start screen music on Jen's art uh, Logan Jen, narration yeah Logan narration like just right at the end of the first demo that we ended up showing at GDC yeah um, and like. It just had a it whole, yeah. It just yeah. had a whole vibe and stuff, and some of it was stuff we'd intended, like with the music and all that kind of stuff, and some of it was just like the seeing it for the first time. The overlap yeah. of like that art cell and that tone—it so suddenly seemed to work. Yeah. Um, so we knew we really needed to do whatever we could to get her here. Yeah, yeah. And so she joined, and she only was on the game for. 14 days or something before we submitted to the PAX 10. She just, <laughs> she just did all the art uh, in that intro and then we submitted to the PAX 10 and then that was led to the first announcement of our game. Right. Yeah.
3: So, so yeah, like, something that I, that, that struck me and part of it was because, you know, I was working, I had spent so much time working on Bioshock stuff yeah. um, when I played Bastion was it seems to design-wise um, and story-wise have uh you know, a, a, a eclectic kind of set of influences, mm-hmm. right? Like, story-wise, there's sort of, I feel like, this very um, 90s Japanese RPG kind of feel to, like, the 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 factions and the races and the character names and some of, like, the lore and kind of stuff. But it also has a modern sensibility of being, like, this person talking while you play and not interrupting you. And, mm-hmm. and then similarly, you know, there's a kind of old-school, like, I don't know what, uh, Legend of Mana-ish, mm-hmm. like, you know core combat loop, but then when you go to the Bastion, there are these things that reminded me a lot of, like, the the the, weapon upgrades and the um, tonic, you know, gene tonics and stuff in Bioshock, where it's yeah. like, oh, you can kind of make your build, but then change it, you know, yeah. and not be locked into it, and, and they make you play differently, uh, yep. and, and so on. So, like, how, I mean... How did Bastion come together? Did you have a lot of that stuff in mind when you started, or was it a process of gradually discovering? It was a,
0: a lot of the, at least on the design side, was a process of gradual, incremental discovery. Like, you know, the upgrade system, weapon upgrade system in the game started as like a pouring ore into weapons and all yeah, sorts of... Right, ton of that, yeah, yeah, a ton almost. of iterations. We had a whole thing we, I talked about before, like planting... Where there was a whole yeah. rich gardening simulation that was supposed to be a part of the bash, where you planted your weapons and they grew into better weapons, and sounds, there's some. That sounds. I mean, conceptually, yeah. that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, why I mean, they yeah, yeah. chased it for yeah. so long. No, I mean, yeah, you want to talk about like early influences for us? It's like we, you know, we were talking very early on about games like Viva Pinata* and *Harvest Moon* and yeah. like, and you know, uh, uh, *Animal Crossing* and stuff, and yeah. just like, oh, can we do something? Like, we all like those things yeah. in games, like. Uh, maybe that has some RPG element that we can do something with it. Really, um, the specific thing it brings to mind is
3: Odin Sphere. How you can yeah. plant plants in the ground, like, in a level, and then, yeah, like, right. grow up and you got stuff. Yeah, you know. I, right, it, right, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I so um, I think another really big design influence on, on Lise, Gavin and I at the time, that led to a lot of what you were talking about, about, like, you, you invest in something, but you're not, uh, like, completely locked in, and it's more like an orthogonal change to how you play and stuff, yeah. was... Uh, was actually Civilization Revolution. Okay. Or, uh, yeah. which was like a game we like really really liked uh, yeah. on it came out for the 360 while we were still at EA. Yeah, And it's just we love Civilization, but we also love the like awesome competing choices with upgrades that were always they were always sort of like these interesting
1: binary choices that discreet, kept us yeah, yeah, Discreet, discreet, discreet. At, yeah, discrete choices at at these yeah. moments. It's not like there are like 10 different things you could do. Yeah. Look at how deep this game is. Yeah. It's just like here's a very finite
0: uh, Yeah, it's a choice. Exactly. So there was never a moment on this game where there was, like, a skill tree with 100 skills. Like, it was never going to be that. But so at least for us, it was about unfolding those those discrete choices as much as we could. Yeah.
3: And it makes it, like, practically speaking, so, uh, like, with a weapon, for instance, there are, well, like, four sets of two choices. Yeah, it's five sets
0: of two choices, and, um, like, the interesting thing there is, like, and it's a compromise we came to after a long time. It wasn't like it started here, but it was like when you invest in a weapon, it allows you to choose between the two upgrades.
1: You're not locked out of the other one. Yeah, you're not locked out of the other one,
0: so you can always switch back and forth. Yeah, but you can't like rem- like recoup your investment from a weapon. So for us, that was like the uh the nice compromise of like I actually do want to like put stuff into my hammer. I love my hammer, and I want it to be better. Uh, But, like, I don't want to feel like, oh, if I make this choice or that choice, I made wrong decision. Yeah, I gave it speed instead of power. And actually, I don't really like that, so I'll try it the other way. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So for us, that was, you know, we got there over time with a lot of that stuff. And then from the designer's point of view,
3: it seems like that's good because it means that there is a lot of variance from player to player. But there's also a very... a uh, parsable matrix of yeah. like, okay,
0: there's a limited number of different yeah. forms this thing could take. Yeah, at any exactly. Time. Yeah, and we just, you know, when we test, it's just level up. The, you know, what really matters is what the level, you know, level three, level five feel of the whole thing when it's all the way put together. Like, yeah. if, you, if you, if that's like the max power level and what can you do with it and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So.
3: And so um, this was, this stuff was all coming together for what? A Year or more before oh, yeah. you came on, Greg. Like, how long were you working on it before Greg actually started? Like, I like
1: yeah, I join I joined like August. a a year. Yeah, it was like a year in. You know okay. the the yeah. Um. So I yeah we all we all quit around the same time. But the so there were, like, the game was very
0: me. like thin when Greg joined. Like yeah. we had yeah the first, there was all the prototyping but basically yeah. nothing uh, yeah we i had mean, like in terms two of, of like, the six bastion structures. We had three levels yeah. okay. like of the game where yeah, you was, get, where you get to the bash and had nothing after that. Yeah, it was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it was one of, I think this is like not, not uncommon, but it, it's one of those examples where like it was never thought of as a vertical slice, like from our point of view, but like yeah. when shown to publishers or something like that, like that's what other people Yeah, are it like. Was like oh it's a great vertical <laughs> yeah, slice. <We're> but, like... <laughs> <laughs> but the so point being man. we didn't like the game didn't go into like full like the all the content that shipped was like created in in less time than it took to in in like that was made relatively fast um, yeah. the the whole that, that initial year of just like figuring out what the what the hell the game even is and yeah. um what the what the moment to moment play is like yeah and there we were tons work. of
0: prototype levels that we like didn't use yeah, yeah they like, informed yeah, they you informed know the rest ideas. of it and yeah. they,
1: they they contained a lot of the uh, prototype you know prototypes for enemy uh, for creatures and yeah. stuff like yeah. that that yeah. even if it wasn't that exact. Creature that shipped in the game, it's still like informed. Yeah. you know the. Oh, the it's gonna be kind of like the Cyclops
0: from the prototype, but it's yeah. gonna be this thing now. Yeah, yeah.
3: So you, I mean, yeah, you were producer at Two K, and you like worked you. You worked with some story stuff,
1: like to some degree, while I did. you were at Two K. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, I was that involved. That was true at EA too, right? right. So it was like, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, at EA. I did. I. I. I did real. I, I didn't, like, write the cinematics, but I wrote, like, a lot of the unit responses and yeah. worked, w- worked with those guys. I mean, I just loved... All, that's an example of, like, something I just... I just loved that aspect of real-time strategy games and found that the guys who uh, the guys who worked on it, they're, like, happy to have someone who just, like... Mm-hmm. C- they're, like, pleasantly surprised that someone, like, gave enough of a damn about, like, what they <laughs> say when you click on them. I'm like, sweet, this is... I love this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, at at 2K, uh, even though my title was still producer, it was more of the traditional b you know, my job was to, like, keep the project on, on track and, right. li- you know, be the liaison between the publishing organization and, and the developer. I naturally, you know, weaseled my way into just, <laughs> like, I, like, cared about the game or right. whatever, uh, probably, arguably, you know, I should have spent all my time, like, <laughs> the thing on the, on the rails or whatever, but it's like I have I mean, like were, the main. you were um, playing it all the time, and yeah. was playing it. And, and, like. the, the whole ambition of the game was like the narrative ambition of Spec Ops: The Line was like the 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 heart of that project all along. And like I, I care a lot about that stuff. So I there there was a writer on the publishing side, Walt yeah. Williams. There was a writer on the development side. Um, uh Richard and and um there were there are multiple writers at different times so I Weirdly you know, Richard Piercy I Yeah like Richard Percy yeah, yeah time game time game Yeah so right. he was the writer of the expansion pack <laughs> <laughs> So yeah I mean you know I uh I like I said I yeah I just the uh, Got in, in, in yeah. involved with that stuff as much as I felt I was welcome. Yeah. And, uh, and
3: so you guys, so so you guys pulled Greg over primarily to be like to, to own the story and the writing. Yeah, it was right? the story
0: and the writing, and with the levels. So we knew that we needed uh, help with the level stuff, and uh, Greg gone. just like Greg did a bunch of stuff. So. Like, his, like, the levels, but Greg also did, like, a lot of our early, like, VFX hookups, and just, like, he (sighs) filled in all the space that, like, happens on a small team. Right. When you just don't, there's just too much crap going on. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I mean, like I said, we didn't have the game. We had up to the Bastion, so, so Greg and I basically split the work all the way to the end. Yeah, um, so, so you guys were both building level, actually, yeah, the actual yeah, levels. Yeah, like, we both had, like, there were Greg levels and Amir levels, yeah, right? And yeah. so, like, you know, what that meant, essentially, like, Greg still wrote all the lines for my levels and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and I still tuned the little, you know, the, how much damage the guys did or whatever, but, yeah. like, they're, you know, they, we basically collaborate on a lot of stuff, but like, you know, they started as almost like itty-yay, you know, whatever you have, you have your Bioshock, you know, segment and yeah. whatever, all that kind of stuff. You have level three and you have level four. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And so, and, and uh, everything we'd made in Bastion was made serially. Like, we didn't, we didn't make level 10 before two. And okay. um, so we just kept going and going and going. It's like, here's what's next. You know, Greg was going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to yep. keep going and going and going until the game was done. Yep. No, it's pretty much...
3: The same for, for gone home. Like I yeah. started building the first room, and then built the first part of the house, and the second part, then the third part, then yeah. the attic. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just all it, the because yeah. it
0: it it all reacts to the stuff that came exactly. yeah. before it. Yeah, know? it just ha- for us it just has to. I feel like I don't even I can't even believe how we made maps sometimes at EA. I mean, I understand it like worked. Like I worked on level was it like I worked on level eight is my first map I worked on
1: on regular three eight out of nine yeah eight so eight eight basically if your like yeah. first task is like nearly the last level of the game or yeah whatever. yeah and that's part of context. that like vertical
0: slice idea right is they want to make a later level so they can get the full stack of it yeah. but it's like man like it just feels like getting
1: way ahead of yourself um, it's at a least little first different. Small, the first small game. with yeah. a real-time strategy game I don't know it's yeah. more like the content is a little more piecemeal it's not the same as you don't necessarily have like you know it's not like a straight up like story progression or yeah. something like that they they're uh, the 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 scenarios are arguably more self-contained but still yeah you would it would be better if you could have played you know the level before and the level after before yeah. starting on the yeah. level that you had to make to like get the context of where it fits in yeah, things uh, and the, what uh, what uh, yeah games. just what yeah kind all of pace stuff. of it should, should
3: feel like and so forth. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys program your own, I mean, not you guys, neither of you guys yes. did this, Yeah, yeah uh, that's, that's but correct.
0: Uh, did Gavin yeah. program your engine yeah. and yeah. your tools and yeah, everything? Yeah, so Gavin did all that. So um, we started with a little bit of tech that Gavin had been working on, very small stuff. He had the editor and whatever that- dealt with XNA and yeah, stuff. D- yeah, he dealt a little bit with XNA and so we just started day one. He took his editor, he converted a bunch of stuff. Just slowly, slowly, slowly built on it. And we just basically started next day doing our own stuff. And then Andrew came on, made the engine back end all, a lot of the tools that let us get on console Just like optimize, yeah basically sure, yeah to yeah, an, an xna game work
1: as a shipping XBOA game and all that kind of stuff yeah. so, right the, the the general split yeah gavin is like gameplay and tools and and andrew is like systems like optimi- make make game work yeah. on <laughs> uh, on console type stuff yeah. yeah which was like super hardcore for for him actually yeah. like it, it was it was amazing how cuz that thing yeah, you know, we wanted to, to sixty frames a second on console and all this yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's like it was it was pretty rough uh, for a while there, and levels running out of memory, all this kind of stuff, and then right. you're just through through just hardcore engineering sorcery uh, somehow. Yeah pulled it. And the fact that end. the game
0: went from being a freaking X&A yeah. game and traveling from there all the way like, to the iPad is all Andrew's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's all the evolution of the technology. I mean, that,
1: back, crazy back-end. Yeah, you know, those yeah exactly. Yeah. So, And that, that
0: split sort of continues to this day. We have a third engineer now, Chris, who kind of lives between both worlds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know Gavin Andrew systems and, and game. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that must
3: have been nice in a lot of ways because it's like the engine and the tools only do what you need them to do yeah. and also yeah. you need something new you,
0: yeah. that can go into uh, that yeah. was
1: that was an amazing thing on i mean gavin is so awesome in that regard like they, they, there was like a built-in empathy for the need for tools yeah. uh, on this little team because at ea you know 100% team zero tools programmers or whatever because yeah. it's like you could just brute force your way through it it's right. like just yeah add another designer if it's too slow or something yeah. like that. Um, whereas here, it's like, dude, with one designer on day one, mm. like if the tools aren't there, nothing's going <laughs> yeah. yeah. so, so so yeah. to happen. So Gavin, to this very day... He scripting the scripting you know, first, so I had something to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so. to this very day, like whatever Gavin is in the middle of, if, if you like send it whatever, if there's like a tools issue, he will immediately drop yeah. what he's doing and fix that. We have a, um, we have because, a really good
0: thing on this yeah. team that we had basically starting from day one of, like, the engineers are, like, vastly outnumbered by content people who rely on the tool. Um, and, right. like, Gavin made levels in Bastion 2. Huh. Like Gavin made the challenge maps and stuff like that. So, like, nice. he, he originated a lot of those things. Um, so, so for us, it's, like, every single person uses the editor here. Um, yeah. So the editor has to be really good. Right. Um, and they're outnumbered, like, you know, whatever, seven to two or whatever it is these days, nine to two. Yeah. Um, so it means the tools always have to work and be, be good. Yeah. So
3: okay, so so yeah, at that point, you have officially joined Supergiant, yeah. Giant, um, and so you're I guess right. Your first order of business is like yeah, figuring out what you're doing with the overall story and the arc and the characters and everything. So like, where did you start from for that? Because it sounds like there wasn't a ton of content to to work from. <laughs> yeah, there was this the central conceit of like the world rebuilding itself and having this bastion that you like. Go back to and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there
1: were like really, you know, there were the really, really early ideas uh, of like the 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 world that for uh, that forms around you mm-hmm. thing that that sparked that sparked a lot of the ideas that we did uh, carry through in one form or another. Similar to like what you suggested with your notebook, where you like look back at it and like, oh yeah, I guess we kind of did that. Right, so there yeah. were, I think there were like thematic things mm-hmm. that were that were kind of bubbling around um all along but yeah like from there like the 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 early conversation there are a lot of conversations around tone and just mm-hmm. like what we want like i think there was you know the the ambition of the thing originally was was like very constrained but i think there was always a desire to like make it something like 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 personal feeling that potentially had like some kind of interesting narrative component to it um that was not like That was partly just a means to an end, like back to your question about uh, influences, like something like Diablo 2 was sort of a, um, I want to say a negative influence, but uh, I don't mean that quite the way it sounds, like we love that game a lot, and we knew up front that we could not match that game in any category pound for pound, it's like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have, like... This game has seven character classes or whatever. You got one. Right. Like this game has a million weapons. Yeah. You got ten. Right, this game yeah. you could play for eighty hours. Yeah. It, like you'll be lucky if you make four. Yeah. Um right. So how is your game not terrible? Um, <laughs> and and the answer to that is like well okay if you're gonna have one character like let's try to make this character interesting. Let's try to get you invested in this character. If you're gonna have ten weapons, well let's make them mechanically. Unique. Let's get you like invested in them and attached to them. Let's not make them disposable. Um, things of that nature. So the narrative was like, first and foremost, a kind of a means to an end. It's like a way to, um, a way to just. It's another way to keep the player engaged. Um, right. And and um, and then tonally, you know, again, being a little podunk indie company making another action art RPG like. How do we make this not just another terrible like fantasy game? Well, okay, we need to find some angle on it, and and like the this kind of fantasy frontier thing came up, um, and like the like like we started talking about like what if like Cormac McCarthy like wrote like crappy you know Super Nintendo games, of, like great <laughs> American novel, like what would that sound or like? Super rad, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, it, no, and that got us excited. It's like yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So instead of um, the like like a mirror already uh, tried uh, tried the narration stuff and that was like that that was another thing. It's like well if we're gonna have narrative we don't want it to interrupt the pace of the player. Um, so how is that gonna work? And that's what led uh, to to using narration at all. Okay. Of like now now you can have narrative unfold without interrupting the player. There's no like wall of text stopping. So there's like framework.
3: there's a prototype of the narrator before you started working on it. The yeah, board. there was like I
0: wrote the first ten lines that I hope no one will ever get to experience <laughs> because they were really bad but um it wasn't it, it was a narrator like a narrator it wasn't like a character like so it like, was the yeah. more traditional narrator it's yeah body exactly body. Um, yeah it was well I mean he still he still had the line like he finds me he had the little oh um, yeah, had not that he finds me he had the it
1: was like he, had, he, he had rose the, instead of he gets up or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, no there was similarities it's, and yeah. then we kind of made reskinned it. it as it were with um yeah with what became the, the the narrator but yeah. But it did feedback, there were, for whatever early ideas there were, you know, like, build the world around you, well, like, why would you have to build the world, maybe it's because the world was destroyed. There was also, like, very early um, gameplay ideas on the game, the the, the, the things that did bear fruit quickly were, like, okay, if it's going to be isometric, it would be, like, before we make a mini-map we meaning uh, you you and Gavin it's like can you orient the player through this world without like defaulting to the Diablo 2 mini-map and it's like well what if the world rises up around you Yeah. hey that's pretty cool and like not only that you could also like see the sky in the background that's cool that like gives it its own Mm -hmm. feel Um, and that's stuck all the way through the project from my point of view from a writing standpoint like the the narrative exists to like make things in the world to give context to the things in the world so if if this is what the world of the game is like, then right. the story may as well um, like be about this in part. Yeah. Um, so, so that's where kind of the combination of what existed in the game and some of these just things that were interesting to yeah. me in a mirror were yeah. where it started. And and we and the thing, yeah, there was like the early Logan narration, and it seemed really cool. And we didn't assume that like the whole game was going to be narrated. Uh, but like we'd hit those moments where we like ran out of stuff, and it's like, oh, I miss it here. It's like, yeah. well, let's, let's do more. Let's do yeah. more. And
3: I mean, the, the thing of the, it sounds like like a lot of a lot of the process of figuring out what the specifics of the story were was following what you had to its logical conclusion, right? Where it's like, okay, we want to start with what if the world is being rebuilt as you play? Oh, so maybe the world was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now the story has to be about. Why and how the world was destroyed, and so what is our version of explaining that, and who are the factions or individuals or whatever that were yeah, involved? Yeah, right?
1: like another another example is like, um, there, you know, there there was the design idea of like you got your hub or whatever, and right. you like build it up, um, and and you know there was always that like I think immediately. Uh, an idea that seemed immediately interesting is like the mysterious caretaker of this hub was like an archetype for a character so so very early on it's like oh dude like he could be the narrator or whatever it's <laughs> right. it's much more like for me from a writing standpoint it's much more interesting like for for that character to to exist in this world and to have like a perspective and and even an agenda yeah. um that is, suddenly that is like just rich to me in terms of like coming up with what he's going to say because we found you know with the um it's like we knew he couldn't just be a play-by-play announcer. That was like novel initially if he just like says what you do, but we yeah. realized immediately that like he needs to provide context that you wouldn't already have otherwise it's it's just gimmicky and it gets old. Yeah. Um so we we felt that we could sustain it, you know, if he's like kind of revealing information that you you couldn't have gotten through other means. Yeah.
3: And then he is effectively Unless I'm mistaken, um, aside from from the lyrics in a song, he's the only character that speaks in the whole game. There's a brief right? bit at the very at end, the very well, end like yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Is right. For the okay. most,
1: and, and right. then whatever. Technically, the kid has his little like grunts, <laughs> like like right. Link. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He's the only. You know, again, uh, partly born of like we know one awesome voice actor, <laughs> Logan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, so that that was. You know, yeah. There was it didn't come from like, what if we had one man speak through the entire game? Like that idea would not have been exciting to any of us. It was just the initial, um, the initial sort of prototype was like super interesting. Logan was like accessible and super talented, and then we found yeah. out we yeah we found like a character, like a voice yeah. technique yeah a character that that seemed promising. It just kept going, and then at that point, I think you can probably be kind of like.
3: Well, we could just do the whole thing just with this guy's voice. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to find somebody mm-hmm. else, and it'll be good. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then
1: like the the kind of so we did have um, although we we made the whole game serially, there was like a sense of like the outline for the story without yeah. without having too high of a definition. Like right. now that we kind of know what the structure of the game is like and what the moment to moment play is like, and we have a sense of our own sort of limitations in terms of how much content we can produce, like well what is a rough outline for what a story could be where it could like lead to some sort of hopefully interesting yeah. conclusion that we're excited to like yeah. build toward and we, we I just
0: think think like in general we always kind of need to know where it's going even if yeah. we don't know what all, all the little things in the middle yeah, are at yeah.
1: least to have an idea yeah. like when we get to that idea we'll often re-examine it and you yeah. know we we always re-examine it in fact and like to need to mm. make damn sure that that's still what we want to do but at least it's at least it's like where that conversation can begin when yeah. it comes time to like, make the make the next thing. Yeah. Cool. So. So yeah, the game
3: was in development for what, like two years total. It's so eighteen months uh, of development time total.
1: Isn't it like 20? Uh,
0: maybe oh, twenty? Oh, maybe it's twenty. Maybe anyway, it's, 20 it's around a yeah. year and a half, two years. Yeah. September
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. um, to Yeah. So I mean what like what was like what was the what was the launch like right because like
0: we're like you had launched games games yeah, so before it, it was then, like it was weird this <laughs> is your <laughs> game right yeah it was super weird so uh the two things that happened immediately there's two parts of it it was like what was finishing cert like and what was launch like finishing cert was uh like a profoundly for me uh sad and weird time uh, because part of like, yeah, like, yeah the it's like yeah. I put so much of myself into the game and I had uh, really to the uh, really done a fair amount of damage to like my personal life as a result mm-hmm. um, so there was a lot of like trying to mend uh, just mend things and get yeah. back to like there's when I say personal life there's like relationships but there's also just like the um like, remembering what it was like to do things that were not work on Bash, Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, even how to play games and stuff yeah. that were not Bash and all that. Um, like, I remember the one spot of joy, you know, in before we shipped was, like, in December, I played Dragon Age for, like, 100 hours. And I hadn't <laughs> played a game, I don't think, since Dragon Age, like, between, between that time. Yeah. Um, so, there was, like, there was that part, and, you know, that that came slowly, the launch was super exciting for us to actually have the game out there, and the, yeah. the reception was really really positive. Um, we were we were really unsure about what the sales meant, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like it, um,
1: it wasn't like a there was a lot of excitement because yeah we got into Summer of Arcade so and like first the previous year Arcade, you know, yeah the stuff. previous year like Limbo was in Summer of Arcade and just like just annihilated just yeah. did amazingly well so. Yeah. We had people around, I mean, we always tempered our expectations, but still, like, there there, there was a lot of optimism going into the launch, yeah. and then, but it, but it didn't, it wasn't like a grand slam or something like that, yeah. so we're just kind of like, what does it mean, like, we don't, Yeah. Uh, we don't know, we, like, well, let's ship our PC version, we, <laughs> yeah. we're just kind of like trying to keep busy and yeah, didn't yeah. really know what to make of when it first came out. I mean, 80. it's a, like an interesting <laughs> stat on Bastion is
0: something like 80% of the... Copies sold, or or maybe
1: ninety percent or something, was outside launch. Yeah, yeah, which which defied all of our like thoughts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because because yeah. The, the conventional wisdom that we had heard at that yeah. time was yeah. like, you take your first month and you yeah, triple it. Yeah, that's yeah your times of time. three, and then the, the, so you like, look at your first month
0: and you're like, wow, that's great. And I hope that it allows us to make another game. But like, if if that's it, like. For the we, beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you,
3: you guys were right at the beginning of the time when it's when I think games like yours started to to be much more about like the first year and yeah. like the long tail in the first yeah. year, where it's like, yeah, you go from console to PC yeah. to yeah. mobile, and you have like multiple rounds of Steam sales, and yeah. those yeah, are very in, important, you know, yeah. and
1: all that kind of. In, stuff. In particular, Steam was really like like even during development, like our our early assumption was like console first and foremost big time like we love pc gaming but like no one's going to care at all about this game on pc we'll be lucky if it does like 30 percent of its yeah. sales we, we we weren't entirely sure but it, but then it was, it was like way... penciled
0: in even lower numbers and we were like sh- and, shocked I'm yeah like, and we were going to ship
1: it sure, like yeah. purposely way later the, all the piracy stuff and all that and then yeah. we heard it was like partly the the team meet uh talk at um at gdc where they That's they true. revealed um yeah, in two thousand and eleven, where they revealed that they like did they did really well on Steam, like almost immediately. And it's like crazy that game. That's such like a, console, like a game, console game, yeah. not a traditional PC game, and that that really, I think, um, we we knew yeah, exactly. then and there that PC. We hoped then and there at least that PC was going to be a bigger deal, and that turned out to be very much the case. we were able to ship that version. It was less than a month after. XBLA and that Yeah. You I mean, know, we
0: worked on it for months because it was our We entered CERT and then we had a lot of time to work on the PC version. Yeah overall.
1: But I think not only not only the existence of that version, but something I think you know we made like a single player only game where you can finish it in a day if you really wanted. Yeah. Um and we just our assumptions was that like that's the kind of game that comes and goes like um, right, that's yeah, not, yeah. there's no, there's no long tail, like, built into the design of that game. Yeah, People multi-player. matches of
0: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so, even, even in Team Meat's case, right, like, they had their DLC and their player-created worlds and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, yeah, there wasn't They was a more, weren't going to do that. Yeah, there was a
1: more competitive aspect, yeah, built yeah. into a game like that, where it's like, you try to beat each other's yeah. scores and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so when it was, it was definitely took us by surprise that, like, the game... Sur- like one day like reddit found out about the game seemingly or whatever it's like people seem to uh not and that that's where i i feel personally like we got we were just very lucky like we can control we can control the quality of the game let's say but we can't control the circumstances in which it's released and like we we came out at a good time and um there wasn't you know, whatever, there weren't a ton of other games to like suck the attention away or yeah, something. Yeah. And
0: I, it's part of like the what you're saying the right place, right time. You like count back two years. It's like 2009 was a time when a lot of game companies like, especially medium sized game companies and stuff were like closing, shut down. Um, yeah. So it's like, if you start a company when a lot of people are shutting down, it's like, <laughs> like, 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 and then you come out with something two years later, it's like suddenly the opportunity window is, is totally different. You know, yeah. like the sort of stuff that's yeah. around you. Um, which can influence your success a ton. You know? yeah. Um, yeah.
3: But it seems like also, I mean, aside from that, it seems like people have had really strong, you know, like personal yeah. positive responses to the, yeah. To the game. Yeah, and you yeah. can
1: you can hope while you're working on it, but there's no way of knowing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, the,
3: the stuff that is obvious to me as an outsider is that, like, you guys get a lot of cosplay, and yeah. <laughs> you know, people, like, dress up as your characters and stuff, which on, on one hand is, is cool, but it also seems like, yeah, with the story and the world and the tone of the game. I mean, I think that something that is really important about Bastion is, I mean, like so many games that I think end up mattering a lot to people, it, 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 it it occupies this space that is between a lot of different kinds of feelings, but, you know, yep, where, yeah. where it's like yep. there, there's this very like, for instance, in the level where there's the, the, the song with the female vocals and it, it's like this very specific melancholy but also just like mildly surreal, you know, kind, kind of feeling, mm-hmm. but then in other parts it's like very fast-paced and exciting and then there's some sad or hopeful stuff like the end of the, you know, mm-hmm. and it, yep. it, it goes through the, the gamut of I think kind of what what you made could have talked about, you know. So, I mean, what, what guided you as far
1: as, like, what to put into the game and what didn't fit? Yeah. I mean, that's just on a on a high on a high level like that. This is a ridiculous way of putting it. Like that is our multiplayer in the sense that like we can't. We're gonna ha- have a game that you could finish in a day. We may as well do what we can to make it. Is something that will leave a lasting and positive impression on you. So let's make that time count. Let's not waste your time. Uh, Let's have it feel impactful as a high-level goal. Then it's just like trying to tell an interesting story that is worth a damn and all that entails. Uh, And it's like a fairly intuitive... I mean, it's an intuitive process that we have these ideas yeah, for certain think, moments. And, yeah, I think it's not, really,
3: not intuitive in the sense of like, oh, it's easy, but
1: intuitive no, no, like intuitive, you follow your intuition yeah, as
3: to it's what's like, going to work. Yeah, it's like there are so. ideas
1: for the, the level you mentioned. It's like the the idea comes up at a certain point, you decide to try it, and you yeah, push for it, you pursue it, or you don't, or whatever. There are a million things that you try. Some of them, I mean, uh, like so, with, some of them were uh, came about... A lot of stuff came about serendipitously, yeah. um, I, and I think it was again like the environment in which we worked, and like knowing that it, it, not like a stated goal, but like again, there was an interest in like having this game like go somewhere. Like we yeah. want you to feel like at the end of the this road that it was worth it and yeah. you got something out of it or whatever. Well, right? I
3: think the I think the <laughs> the the level where you meet the singer is a specifically interesting case where like was the. In- did the song exist first, and the inspiration no, no. for it came from that, or like what? that was
1: like a that was like a discussion with Darren of like there was this idea for this character, uh, and there are only four characters or four principal characters in the story, and they yeah. each sort of represented something, and they each had a reason to exist in the story, and and the song was like an opportunity for her to express why she existed in the story, and again, it was like accessible to us to do it that way it wasn't like we need a song you mm-hmm. know um so who can who can do a song around here it right. was like darren is a songwriter mm-hmm. he knows this friend I with a great it. voice like we could we could do Singer this he was interested yeah. yeah uh yeah. so so it was something that um you know D- darren got got excited about and was just uh, wanted wanted to try it kind of kind of there there was some intention around trying it and and it worked out, uh, but it was one of those things where, like, I think, like during, like, it's a, it's a good example of like not knowing really whether that was, I don't know the, the like during development, it was no one's like favorite level or whatever when you play it a thousand times. Yeah, yes. yeah sure. Um, but, yeah, I think also the answer. It's really, I find it really hard
0: to answer that question you just asked about how do you know, uh, or sorry, like, like how did you. Figure out what was working so well about. I also find it really hard to answer the questions people ask, like, um, like how do you how do you guys know what to cut? How do you guys know mm. you know how do you guys know what to take out? It's just like that's the intuition thing. It's like yeah. we just kind of know. Like when yeah. we, t- we talk about it, obviously, it's not like we invisibly like, yeah. psychically into it, like, <laughs> and, what the other person is thinking. It's just, we get to a point, we have the discussion about it, you, you kind of know what's working, and you kind of... Yeah, and, yeah,
1: yeah. and, and frankly, you, like, fight over it, too. Yeah. It's like, you, like, what are the things... When when push comes to shove, what yeah. are the things that are, like, important to you as a, yeah. as a maker of this game? You've invested your time in a bunch of different things. Which of these things do you think, you know, you hit the eject button on? Which of these things do you think that, like, whatever... With a little bit of this, like, you can identify... The ways in which, like, if you just did this, that, and the other thing, it would then be complete, and it would be worthwhile, it would have its place in this game, etc. and that's just, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, an, an ongoing process, and yeah, you get really... It's cool. almost
0: like part of it is just, like, taste, it's like... Uh, yeah, it, no, it is, for so absolutely. For the people here, does it match the tastes of the people here, and that's yeah. where it's like, if it does, and then on to the next thing, that's a bigger problem. <laughs> but, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, we talk yeah. about
1: how I think, like, the, the sort of confluence of our tastes is, is what is the, the resulting thing for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. the, 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 um, it, it's also, I think we, at least I like gain confidence in a lot of our ideas that like pass that, 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 that just sort of pass through the different indiv- like if all, if Jen and Amir, whatever, Gavin, all say it's okay. And I, I you know, it's going right. to be okay. Right, like right. the, um, uh, that's, because because our tastes as individuals I think are pretty varied yeah. um and and our game influences are are like, like we've all I think the yeah. one thing we have in common is we, we all like grew up playing games but 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 other like different than that kinds of games yeah right? like yeah. We, other influences we bring, games. yeah like like I mean we all th- there's a lot of overlap but in terms yeah. of like the stuff that's like deeply rooted in our hearts or whatever yeah. um the, the, the we bring different ideas to bear and then You know, through that, it kind of gains its own identity. Yeah,
3: I think think if you're a group of people that are (laughs) that are you know critical of what you're working on, Mm -hmm. like the best you can do is like be like, well, we made a game that we like. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, uh, and (laughs) because. You can't predict what somebody else is necessarily yeah. gonna like, but if you try to look at yourself objectively and you're like, I think if I played this, I would like it, then like that's all you can ask for, right? Yeah. And, and that, if something is like, I think this would annoy me if I encountered it, and okay, yeah, yeah you, know, yeah. you, know? you got to do something about it because yeah. it's gonna annoy somebody else. Yeah, yeah. When it gets into the world,
1: for sure. No, and that, and that's why the game is sort of this mishmash of it's like you know stuff we like in other games, the game, uh, but, but not you know yeah. hopefully spun in 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 its own in yeah, its, its own like, way. It's like we weird. never people ask us like the we get asked the question, like, straight ahead, like, what are your, you know, what games are the influences, and it's never, there's never, like, a, you know, it's, it's this meets that, or whatever, it's just a ridiculous hodgepodge of stuff, it's like, you know, the Perry system in Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, or whatever, (laughs) and, like, Viva Pinata, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't assume that those things are, like, cross-genre influences, and, and media, uh, influences from other media are, like, way more important than, like, Dead ahead, you know. Let's make it like Diablo, but better. Like yeah, you're not right. going to accomplish That's that. That's not a game, yeah. Right. One um, well, that we could make very. Yes. Well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. least, yeah. That would be your mission
3: statement, and you end up with Diablo, but worse. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you guys. I mean, you spent a lot of time like porting the into other platforms and yeah. stuff. But like creatively, you guys have have already. Moved on to transistor, and you you showed transistor for the first time maybe like nine months ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, March. Uh, I mean, this thing will, this podcast will be a
1: while after yes, we record so this. But March um, twenty eleven. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. No, so you 20, know, it's. Yes. Yeah. What year is it? It's uh, twenty thirteen. So it is twenty thirteen. So March twenty twelve. Right? <laughs> yes. Or no? no this, this year. year. Okay. Yeah. March twenty thirteen. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Because
3: yeah. that would be like nine yeah. months ago. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. You. You first showed it. Uh. In March. Well, was that it? X Ex- east, Ex- east yeah, in yeah. Boston. Um, and so there was, like, I guess about a year and a half, two years, uh, between Bastion coming out and you guys showing yeah, uh, and that, that Transistor time, for the first time. Yeah,
0: that time was was Transistor time, but it was also, uh, like, Bastion port time, and right. when we say port, like, we did the versions, all, all the versions of the game, so they were done here, so it meant, like you know like something yeah something like the i like the ios version like literally every person here like touched the ios version did stuff on it um to ship it and it affected some people more than others but like uh because we wanted every version of the game to be you know what we hoped would be like the best version or to represent it really well on the platform that it was on yeah um that was like a huge part of that time so we can't like discount it it wasn't like it's yeah. so, but yeah, it's basically the ideas for transistor. The starting conversations around transistor happened really shortly after the PC version, I guess. Yeah, the, the, out, yeah. the
1: very very early yeah. ideas, but but we didn't really start in earnest until the fall of 2012. Yeah, where uh, that's that's when that's when we really like started oh, to the gather the yeah. the ideas a little bit more. Like, like, having, having slightly more, uh, I guess, uh, not, not formal, but having like actual planned <laughs> conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. about yeah, yeah. what we wanted to do. And it was good to buy, I mean, um, it was slow going, uh, early on overall, but I think like it, it was good to buy ourselves like linear time on it. Cause we never, one of the things that we were excited about in, in terms of being able to start a new project was like, we get to have pre-production this time, yeah, um, yeah. Right. Or yeah, production you, also that
0: like included you know, yeah, Jen and yeah. Greg are there from the start and yeah, stuff like that, you know right. which is like a totally changes, the, yeah. like we were talking about the designer programmer thing, right? It yeah. like, changes a lot of how you think about stuff.
3: So, something that you know as a developer that I really respect about what you guys are doing is it has a lot in common with Bastion in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, like it's using Bastion as a base but also it's obviously very much its own new thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is your summation of what transistor is like? What is different and and makes it its yeah. its own thing?
1: I mean, we like, there were no, we assumed nothing, uh, going into it. There, so there were, which was interesting, having like no no constraints or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the we we, the way I like to think about it is like Bastion was our exploration of the action RPG genre. Like we wanted to make an action RPG because we found that genre to to we really love it and and it seemed like rich with opportunity like everyone was chasing diablo but there seemed like this all this other stuff mm-hmm. like that that where you could go in that direction instead and having made bastion we felt that there was still um like there was still a lot of rich ground there yeah. um b- but at the same time like it was it, we we were interested in like going in we, like we have made Bastion, let's go and let, Can we go in some totally other direction on it? And that I think that informed. Um. That that was everything from the gameplay, like wanting to make a more deliberate feeling game, wanting yeah, to like feeling, yeah get get a more get a more strategic feel to it, and get more sort of built in drama into the moment to moment encounters instead of like, instead of just really just fast reactive gameplay yeah. like in Bastion, and and also, um, having like having been, you know, we got external feedback that, like, the, the kind of world-building part of Bastion was successful. Like, our, you know, we made all this stuff up and people seemed to like it. Yeah. Cool. Like, let's see if we could do that again. If Bastion was our take on a weird fantasy world, let's see what we could do with science fiction. Like, we don't even yeah. know what that's going to be. We're just kind of excited to find out. And yeah. we were, you know, we liked the kind of, started with this kind of cyberpunk. We We yeah. liked the kind of cyberpunk aesthetic of, like, the city as opposed to, like, spaceships and laser guns and aliens yeah. and stuff like that it's as, like a, it's just, a night city kind of like yeah, yeah as, kind of city as so, the base yeah. level starting yeah. point um so it was kind of that there were like a lot of other ideas that yeah that people just, were,
0: yeah like to build on what greg was saying it's like mm-hmm. the constraints were like um and I don't even want to like articulate all of them it was just like a lot of early thoughts on uh, i don't want to articulate all of them because i feel like there may be like spoilers in some of them or sure. something yeah. but basically like uh, the constraints were like the preoccupations that people were like thinking about at the time. It's yeah. like, okay, if we want to go in this more, we can talk about at least the more strategic, you know, tactical direction. But, you know, you know, Darren has musical preoccupations, Jen has artistic preoccupations, and and they also both have like gameplay and design preoccupations that they're interested in too. Yeah. So it's like. You know, can we can we kind of like knot it together? Yeah, we wanted we wanted out.
1: to like leverage what we what we felt we could do well. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 obviously. Yeah, yeah. and like
0: stuff they're excited about trying in a game that they yeah. want to put in a game in, a, in, a, in an interesting way that they yeah. haven't seen in a while or they haven't seen before. Yeah, um, and, and and you're and you're yeah. bringing back some stuff
3: that is trademark kind of still, like like Logan's voice as a narrator or you know yeah, yeah, kind of narrating they'll, characters they'll, like back in. And yeah. So stuff.
1: those are the sorts of things that I mean, for what it's worth, those are the sorts of things that like. They didn't much like how you know it wasn't a foregone conclusion on bastion. It wasn't a foregone conclusion on this either, where it's like we just we wanted to start with like yeah, those kind of more more essential things, and then like we like what having an interesting narrative does to a video game yeah uh, and find a way to like integrate it with the moment to moment play and we found um we found success with that and uh, using voice and bastion, uh, but we wanted to see if we can. Come up with another another way of, or we wanted to see what else we could do with it yeah. here, um, as opposed to like, so yeah, you'd, you'd you'd be you'd be surprised as to how much uh, <laughs> uh, hemming and hawing uh, ha- yeah. happens around here before we kind of yeah. uh, say like oh, let's <laughs> <yeah>, get <laughs> right. to record some lines. Yeah, at least we started out like yeah.
3: actually questioning your assumptions. And yeah, there's like, a oh, lot of... Are we really going to do this? Is this actually the best thing to do? As opposed yeah. to just like, well, that was cool
1: before. Yeah, no, there's... You know, exactly. Sort of, there, there's yeah. a lot of that and I think that's where, you know, hopefully, again, we gain confidence in, in, in what we're doing. Like, we're doing it because this is, like... It's not even... I don't know that we ever feel like we're, like... Like we... Uh, also, sometimes comes up. It's like, what did you learn on Bastion that you're like leveraging? I'm like, I, I don't know. This <laughs> is like, this feel, I don't. I understand that it's superficially similar, um, and we do consider it an action RPG, also. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it, like it's been a whole new learning process, kind of every step of the way. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's scary, but other times, for the most part, I feel really good about that because it's like, if you're not, if you're not like clawing away at something, um, kind of clambering for it then then maybe you're not kind of pushing hard enough at it yeah. so I I, I I like that it's it's been it's been tough to to crack this nut mm-hmm. um, it's been yeah it's been interesting yeah it's uh I think uh, it's it's it's
0: you know for whatever it ends up becoming uh, from the you know initial ideas and now how much we've evolved it it's it's interesting how it's like Pretty hard still <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to to make a video game, even though you're making it with the exact same group of people that you
1: made before. Yeah, yeah. where in theory you have yeah, like, like the, all those all were some products. of our. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I feel a little naive about some of that in hindsight. It's like, oh, we like we gained so much experience working together. It will surely be easier <laughs> this time. I mean, like, yeah, the reality no. is not is no. not quite that. But yeah. but the part. But on the other hand, like the part that was really important to us was like. The, the the process on a high level that yeah. led that like result that that resulted in Bastion. Yeah. Let's try to keep that yeah. intact. Yeah. The way in which like the interactions between people, the chemistry, yeah. the, like the way that decisions get made, let's No. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, I mean just like yeah. Bastion or even Kandog and stuff,
0: like Greg and I are like yelling at each other earlier today about like what the Y button should do. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah, so it's like it's like things like that, there's those like conflicts are just it's just part of the way, yeah. you know, the part of comics, part comes yeah. the I mean, evolve. it probably means that you're doing enough stuff that's new. Yeah.
3: You know, that's it's like worth doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where the fear easy. comes in. Right. Yeah. It, if you were um, just trying to
0: recreate what you had before, at least you had a template. Right. Yeah. And now we don't have yeah. that. Yeah.
3: But the, the thing, something that, you know, as far as like what I find especially valuable as a developer looking at you guys' process is like, I was talking to Jonathan Blow when I was here on this, this trip, and you know, I was asking him like, You know, Braid was, like, a 2D, like, ambitious 2D platformer thing with, like, a very small group of people, mostly him making it, and then, you know, artists and and everything, and then, obviously, his game was successful, and then he was like, for my next trick, it will be a first-person exploration game with puzzles that are in the world and, like, Mm -hmm. all of, you know, this open exploration of an island and and all this shit, and, like that is differently exciting and cool where it's just like a hundred, it's like totally new territory. Um, and, and throw everything you've got into this like epic fight production, you know, um, that you have literally never like done before in, in a hundred different ways. But then the thing that I'm impressed by, on your guys' side is, you know, obviously Bastion, especially over that the, mm-hmm. the years, has done, like, really, really well for you guys on all its platforms and everything, but you're taking the other tack that, that is exciting to me, which is, like, we're going to take that thing that we did and we're going to explore new territory that starts from there and is is, is an extension or, you know, a, a reconsideration of stuff that we did with that and uses it as a base and makes it into a new experience, but that, you know, is of like a similar scale and mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't you are growing your team, but it's yeah. it's like modest just to to support like
0: the scope that you wanna have on this new project. Yeah, yeah. That. I mean I think we have like three additional developers, right, over yeah. over Bashan at this point. Yeah, and I I mean I think for us it's it's um, the, so much about, so much about what's different is, is just, you know, everything from the combat field to the world design to, like, the, the tone and all that, it just feels for us like a different place and a different, different game. Um,
1: yeah. We know. also just, like, I think, you know, we, I think different people do come at this stuff in different, like, we don't, I don't know, hopefully I speak forever, it's like, we 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 love this stuff. We're not like after finishing a project. It's not like oh god, I never want to see that shit again. And like (laughs) I just want to do something else. It's like I love this stuff. Yeah, let's Mm -hmm. keep going. Mm -hmm. Like what else could we do? Yeah, Uh, and that that intuitively, like I mean, yeah, maybe it's like a lack of. You could call it whatever you want. Like maybe if if we were more ambitious as a team, we'd do something. Wildly crazy, you freaking ro- rogue, MMO, you know about Blender Man, but but <laughs> it, 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 you know we we're still excited about um some some space that's not not completely far afield of what we've done before, and yeah. it, because because again, like Bastion, I remember when when we were in that in that crazy like Twilight of the Storm moment before the game came out, but after it was sorted, it's like what happens if and when this game fails? It's like well then tap out man because like everything that we love about games we like poured into this thing so if people don't like this then maybe we shouldn't be making games at all because um, this you know it's it's just got a lot of the stuff that we like yeah from and because we care about the i think a pretty broad spectrum from like the the really kind of intricate kind of mechanical moment-to-moment game feel part of it to like the kind of the, the metagame, you know, what's the loop and, and yeah, all that to yeah. like the the narrative side of it, all that, all that stuff mashed together. We don't think that those things exist in conflict. We're much more interested in like finding where's the harmony in the, in those things and, you know, having f- founded in a way on one things, like, let's see if we could yeah. do it again. I mean, you,
3: you, with Bastion, you explored a certain amount of this territory Yeah, and now you're like. Continuing yeah. from there to find more, yeah. you know, I, I think that is one way to do something is like really admirable and probably smart from like a production. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually so. That's that's worth noting but.
1: as well. I, like, I think all of us by I don't know. I hear about these games that are like five or more years in development. That is like that that chills me to the core personally. Like, I I even like working on something for a year. I, I start to become very like I I am in touch with my mortality personally. And it's like if something. <laughs> takes you 5 years it's a yeah. huge chunk of your life um and we uh, i think yeah. we as They're, people like at this point
3: for you guys you know, is like more than you know 10 15% <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I
1: mean i think we want to uh, and i don't know if this is part of us like having more the da like me and Gavin specifically there is like a per, uh, there's a production mindset of like in the end uh we want to put bring something worthwhile into the world it's not it's not sufficient to just toil away at something and have it, yeah, we no, should to no say organs. that's what happens
0: on five-year projects. I'm sure, like, yeah. I just don't think we could even do
1: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, again, like, some, yeah, some yeah. of my favorite games are five-year projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, some of my best friends. Yeah, they're exactly. People who
0: make five-year projects. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to be
3: clear, yeah, there there yeah. are epic productions that yeah. are some of the most vital things that yeah, you've yeah, ever played. Yeah, no, they're amazing. Um, I, I just,
1: like, I just personally find them terrifying. And, and favorite, everything from yeah. our, yeah, we want to, like... And And it's nice because the it's it's an era of games where I think people the, there is more of an appreciate like a game doesn't need to be like 20 hours, 50 hours long to be like good at this mm-hmm. point. like that has been pure, clearly demonstrated there is a value placed on things that are like more short form and like get your good ideas out of the way and move on to the next one. yeah I mean I think a
0: part of the thing, the thing we always <laughs> talk about here too sometimes is or you know. We all internalize it already, but it's just like the difference between a complete game and a perfect game. Like, yeah. we are not, uh, we are not striving for perfection. Yeah. We're just like striving for completeness. That like every part works with every other part, and no part is extraneous.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and it's it. like idios, yeah. The the idiosyncrasies are like part of what give it its its yeah, character it's charm, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's a little phrase, the, the aphorism that I've, I think
3: I was I don't know, introduced to it two came around that was like, you never finish a game, you just stop working on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? And you have to pick your point where you're yeah. like, that is mm-hmm. where it's going to be what it is. Yeah. You know? Because in theory, you could just yeah. keep going and, and and maybe it is better and maybe it's much better, yeah. but at some point, it's like, I've fulfilled the identity of this thing yeah. in a way that, that satisfies me and it's going to be what people react to yeah. and you, just, you have to put that line
1: down somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And we we catch those moments sometimes, I think for sure, where it's like, we're still we're still like toiling over certain details and whatever, figuring out what's gonna make it ship and it's like, you know what? Like the person playing this thing, they like they've decided whether they like this aspect of the game like way back there. <laughs> right. Like that's where like the real design decision was. Like, yeah. an, an example like in Bastion there's the there's a conscious design choice that like when you find a new weapon, we equip it. You know mm-hmm. what? Some people ain't gonna like that. Yeah. But there we had our reasons for why we did it that way uh and 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 you know so on, and so forth, and it's like some design, and even like the narration, like we assumed it would be polarizing or whatever, but you know what that's that's what we that's what we're gonna do <laughs> let's yeah. let's move on and keep going from there and then yeah. yeah, hopefully it's a game that has its own character and stuff, yeah, someone will <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully someone will like it besides besides us, yeah, yeah, so you guys are full on in in
3: deep on transistor,
0: you're like making. Making the hell out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, right we are. We are in the like magical production time where there's just like constantly a combination of making things that we have already made better and making new things exist. Yeah, it's like every uh, every full, every full speed ahead. Yeah. yeah, every minute that you're spending, you're doing something productive. Yeah, you're putting something into the game that wasn't there before, <laughs> yeah, or exactly. that needs to be better. Yeah, you're like we're yeah. so far from like just the noodling part. You know, <laughs> it's just we're just yeah. making making the things. So. Yeah,
3: there's a really satisfying part right in the middle of. Like being a level designer and stuff that I've yeah. worked on, where it's like, I have so many things to get done, and they're all they have they all have to get done, and yeah. they're all going to add to the thing. So yeah. like, every time I sit down, I'm doing something that's worth doing. You yeah, know, um, which is which is a good feeling. Yeah,
0: it's a. I think it's the. I think it's a. It's the moment where, there. It may be always true, but for me, it's like the moment where you realize, like, actually, every you could be spending all your time working on the game. Like, there's a part yeah, yeah. before production <laughs> where you couldn't really do that. Like, yeah. even if you wanted to, what would you be making? It's right. Like, without you could yeah. be writing stuff or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it's exactly. Like, it's it's not. It's not points. quite the same. Like, yeah, I could be yeah. making, a, spinning out a couple more prototype enemies, but who, like, that's not unless we all agree on these first principles. Like, yeah. what's the point? But now it's like every minute, like every moment, I could be adding to it, and that's like a magical from a like professional career and for people who just like live and breathe this stuff, it's kinda feels like you're working on it all the time in like a really good way.
1: Yeah, the the flip side of it that's positive is like you you get you start to you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, not necessarily for for the entire thing, but but at least like there are many individual lights at the end of the tunnel (laughs) of like, oh man, like once this is done and that is done, then this part of the game is like done. Yeah. And you know, check and and that's satisfying yeah you start to see or like, like little this parts aspect of, it of this part of the game is done. It, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. just like and, and you start and then, seeing
3: things like actually become real like, yeah, right. like oh yeah that that's and actually and, and, real, yeah, and then for it, yeah. you know
1: perhaps for the first time you recognize the game as like a total of those things so like if that's done and then that's done and they yeah, all yeah. keep kind of getting done day in day out then soon enough <laughs> this whole thing's going to be yeah. done yeah. Um, and that yeah and that's that's motivating and it's also like super motivating when like your colleagues are like doing awesome stuff. I mean, yeah. it's just like inspiring or whatever. Yeah, Jen yeah. Jen produces some new art pieces. Just like get yeah. fired up and no, absolutely, keep going. yeah. You see somebody put something
3: awesome yeah. into the game, and you're just like, sweet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. yes
0: I can like if you're a level designer you're like oh, I have this thing I can yeah. place now yeah. if it's rad I don't yeah, want to put yeah, it in yeah. there yeah, yeah, yeah. A new bad guy comes in new piece of music comes in new something comes in you just want ah, yeah, to put it in, in. Yeah, uh, because you're excited about yeah, people actually getting to
3: encounter this yeah. cool thing that's just on your hard drive for now <laughs> <laughs> see it in context yeah, yeah for sure well thank you guys so much for taking a big chunk of your night to talk to me about course, your whole sure process and history and everything and uh, you know best luck with the rest of production on Transistor. I'm Thanks. really looking forward to, to getting to play the finished thing. Awesome. Thank you very nice. much. <laughs>